What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez, Joel Dells, and this is now episode 173. In this episode, we are going to do a mock draft for the 2022 NFL Draft, talk about prospects we're higher on and lower on than most, the Colts signing Stephon Gilmore, Robbie Anderson throwing shade towards Baker Mayfield, and ranking some receivers from the 2019 draft class. A quick Patreon shout out to Denko Hawkins, Corrupt, Matthew Jimenez, Caleb, Travis, Drews the Goat, Holmes, Nyree, your boy Nick, Pimp Chimpin, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, G-Boog, Kobe, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Rico the One, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, Mark, SP Vorzi Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the Goat, Mayo, Andre, Matthew, Peter, Daniel, Ben, William, Ruthless Rootster, Sensei Stevie, Joel B, S.A. Crimes, Kevin S, Eagle Dollar, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole, Liam, T. Grove 17, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, Aaron, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Dave, Rice Family, Muffins, John, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, George, Hakari, Mateen, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua, man. Let's do it. It's Let's my draft it. season. The NFL draft is, is one week away. Can't wait. And before we get into the show, some news, some update, just to update you guys a little bit. Um, we are not going to be live streaming the draft, and Joel is not excited over not live streaming. He's excited because right. he's watching a Mets game right now. Probably just not. ended Lindor Probably. game winner. Walk off game this winner. Right. Let's it was go. it was seriously a walk off. Yeah, walk, walk off. off. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Right after making that almost error. Shout so out to in the past week, you've had you watched two walk offs as a fan. You yes, watched sir. the Celtics. Tatum. Oh my God, what a game that <laughs> was! I, I was on the edge of my seat. Every shot felt like a knife in my heart for Brooklyn, bro. When Ky- Kyrie started going Kyrie crazy at the end, Kyrie's oh gonna keep going crazy though. Eh? Maybe. He's going to be the best player for the Nets, without a doubt. I have no doubt about that. Katie's sorry, us. He's mad sorry. He mad sucks. sorry. As long as we Tatum's guarding him, we had him in hell. It's not going to happen again, though. Okay, Kyrie's probably not going to drop 40 again. I, he, he averaged 30 in the finals okay. Get, okay, that's against not 40. the best defense in the NBA. It's not 40. He could. Not a 10-point swing is ridiculous. He could average 30, 35 points. Okay, yeah. but they're both like they're going to average. Last game, they averaged 60 points. They combined, they had 60. That's what they're going to give us on but average. KD had a bad game, though. I know, but Kyrie was ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to balance out. <laughs> KD and Kyrie can both be ridiculous. But no, everyone's expecting them to drop like 80 each game. It's not going to happen. I don't know. It can. I, I was actually listening to uh, Speak for Yourself, and out of all the games Kyrie and KD played, it was only twice where they scored more than like 65 combined points. So they dropped 60. It's about their average. Yeah. Oh, okay. So... All right. Celtics and six. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Never you're, ever. You're going to be doubting that sooner no. rather than later. Why? It's actually, I was actually thinking about this. It's actually shocking how both seven seeds in the West and East are going to upset the second seeds. Mm. Nets will beat the Celtics and the T-Wolves will beat the Grizzlies. Yep. You have a chance to be on the right side of history, man. I'll let you change your pick just because it's Boston. but I'm not changing my pick. <laughs> I've actually changed some of my picks for the playoffs, though. 
Yeah. Just the first. I think we're going to talk about it on the basketball show next show. But um, I do believe most of these series are over. I think Miami, Atlanta, that's over. Miami's going to win. Milwaukee, Chicago, that's over. Milwaukee's going to win. Boston and Nets is not over. It's going to be seven. I believe it is going to be Sixers in Toronto. Philly, they're going to win. I think easily they already have that in the bag. It's looking like it. Scotty's out for the series? Do we know yet? Yeah, even though, even even with that, I think Philly still would win that, though, because they just have more star power. Right. Then you look at the West. Suns are going to beat the Pelicans. The Jazz and Mavs, that one is tricky. Um, if Luke comes back, the Mavs will win that. That's, where I, that's what I got wrong. I got that series wrong, uh, and I got the Toronto-Philly one wrong. And then the other one in the West, T Wolves and Grizzlies is still unpredictable. Golden State, Denver is over. Mm-hmm. Golden State will win. Yeah. So the only series that I think can go either way right now is Jazz, Mavs, Celtics, Nets, T Wolves, Grizzlies, which is three. Which last year in the playoffs, if you aren't familiar with it, in the first round, um, five of the teams that won in game one advanced. So that means three of the teams that didn't. Advance and we have a chance of that happening here too. Of course, if uh, you know, if Nets advance, <laughs> if the Mavs advance, and if the Grizzlies advance. Listen, man, I don't understand how you could doubt the Celtics. You were so high on them early in the season. You know, somebody went back to that video and commented and was like, "Oh, this guy's probably giving it to his co-host right now." <laughs> if only they knew. I, I have a I have a take about the Miami Heat that I'm ready to make on next pod. These fools gave up on Miami Heat after one bad week. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but they're playing the Hawks. Like, yeah. you can't take it with a grain of salt. We called it when we were talking about it. They, play Philly they were going to scrape right? the Hawks. We they said it. Round two. I mean, they're going to scrape the Hawks, but I think there's a chance they beat Philly, too. Yeah, it's Philly Philly's has not looked great. really, they've looked really good. If you know, Tobias shot. Correct. I'm not lying, but I'm, you're not lying. But if Tobias and Maxi are going to continue yeah, to play at this level, Max you can't count tweak. them out. Now, Max, Max has been tweaking, and Tobias stupid. has been very, very. Yeah, but good. they're facing the war. They're, they're face. I mean, um, I'm talking about the Heat. They would be facing one of the best defense in the NBA. In the Sixers, you're saying? Yeah, they would. That that's why Bam one of the best defenses with Embiid. It's not the best defense. Butler on Harden. It's a solid defensive team for sure. That's why I don't. I don't. You know, it's it's a tricky series. It is a really tricky series that I already know my opinion. Oh, you would pick Philly in it? Ah, uh, who knows. Gotta wait till it happens. You know, are you a Philly homer or just a Ben homer? No, no, no. Listen, I picked Toronto to win the series because I couldn't trust Harden. I know, Josh. I wasn't expecting Max. Facts. Listen, I always gotta give him respect, but he's been mad at me actually. Yeah, he's like, you turned your back on me. You're not a part. (laughs) You're not allowed in Philly no more. It's like, listen, man, I gotta do a job, and and I did my job wrong. I should have listened to him, but we'll see what happens. Our playoff episode, our next basketball episode is going to be, I I believe, Thursday we're going to record. Something like that, I think. I think Thursday we're going to record the next uh, basketball episode, so stay tuned for that. But this one is NFL, and we are going to start with an NFL mock draft. Let's go, man. You guys know how this goes. Anytime we draft up a list, we start with rock, paper, scissors, and shoot. Who had the first pick last time we did this? Because we did the redraft when? That was last pick. week. I think I it was you because you had time. you picked Trevor Lawrence. Ah, yeah. that's very true. Yeah. Yes. And so I think it's only fair since the Jets fans, whoever has the number one pick, will have picks four and, four and ten. So I'm going to allow you two to rock, paper, scissors for the number one overall pick. And then whoever loses will face me for number two. We should just do whoever loses gets three. Why? 
I don't know why. This guy wants number three for some reason, but go ahead. I don't really care. Two out of three? Sure. Okay. Rock. Rock, rock, and it says, says right? shoot. Says okay. shoot. Yeah. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, scissors says shoot. Oh, okay. okay, Joel. Rock, paper, scissors says shoot. Ah, clean sweep. Let's do it. All right. Oh, Listen, man. Picks two and three. All right. Rock, paper, scissors says shoot. Rock, paper, scissors says shoot. Rock, paper, scissors says shoot. Okay. Right. Someone actually the commented psychology saying, behind this is ridiculous. Someone commented saying, "I saw them do rock paper scissors and subbed immediately." So maybe we get another <laughs> one. <laughs> That's real. Okay, so you have the first pick. Yes, we doing music. Yes, of course. Okay. Are of course. we doing music? It's not. A, Are we doing music? I'm just asking because it's not. It's an easy choice for me. I don't even got to wait. On. Okay. You ready? Yes, sir. First pick, Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson. I know Trayvon Walker has been getting a ton of buzz, ton of love lately. He's an athletic freak. He could rush the passer, but he's still raw to me. Aiden Hutchinson is also a great athlete, but he has the production to back it up in Michigan. I don't think Jacksonville can take – I don't want to call Trayvon Walker a project, but as a pass rusher, he still has some work to do. I think with number one overall pick, you got to go with the surefire thing. Hutchinson could come in year one and get you eight-plus sacks. I like it. I like it a lot. This is tough for me because – I look at Detroit and I'm kind of trying to, I'm tr- I'm trying to, basically pick what I would pick. Okay. But I also want to be I want this to be like a realistic mock. And with Detroit, I feel like they would they're gonna pick Trayvon Walker, but I I just have the feeling that with the team they currently have, they do need defensive help. I would love for them to get a wide receiver like DJ Chark, Amon Ross St. Brown. Imagine him paired up with one of these guys like Garrett Wilson or Drake Lendon or Jamison. I think that sounds amazing, but I just don't think they're going to draft a wide receiver. It would be pretty early. I would. It would be crazy. And I'm also looking at sauce because they need cornerback help, but I don't know if they draft sauce this high either. I feel like they wouldn't draft sauce here. But got God, burned on a corner top five already. But God damn it, this is my mock draft. With the second pick in the <laughs> NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select Sauce Gardner. I think they need cornerback help. Jeff Okuda is coming back, but for right now, he looks like a disappointment. I would go corner here, solidify the secondary of that defense. They already have Julian Okwara, Romeo Okwara. Like they they have at least some pass rushes there, so I don't think they have to. They don't have to reach. For a Trayvon Walker, and I would love Sauce. I think he's a lockdown corner, and Detroit desperately needs that right now. All right, you could hit my music. Now, with the third overall pick, I do have the Houston Texans selection here. And the reason why I am going with Kayvon Thibodeau is because the Houston Texans need essentially everything. And I understand the things going on with Kayvon Thibodeau, given the fact that his personality may not fit most NFL locker rooms, but when you're the Houston Texans, you need a game changer, and that is Kayvon Thibodeau. He has all the attributes to be an X-Factor type edge rusher, and I'm going with Kayvon Thibodeau. Now, Joel? Made my pick easy, because if you passed up on Kayvon, I was going to have a hard time deciding between him and the pick that I think, if the board falls like this, which would be a bit surprising, no tackles going top three, um, I guess that's it standing now. Only the Texans would probably be considering tackle. But at fourth, the Jets, it's Trayvon Walker. Okay. Um, I know I called him a bit of a project, but he has all the tools to do it. 
Robert Sala knows if there's anyone could do it, it's him. He had seven pressures in the national championship game. So although he didn't play a ton at Georgia, um, I would say about as half as much as a normal player would on their college team. He showed flashes that he could be a really great pass rusher. He could line up on the inside or the outside. The Jets have needed a pass rush for years now. Pair him up with Carl Lawson. Still have pick 10. Two other picks in the top 40 to address other needs. But getting edge at, at number four, some you know some think that he's the best pass rusher in this class. So I think pairing him with what we got, as long with good coaching too, could work out well. Real quick question. If you had Sauce, if you have Kayvon, and you had Walker, all three available, you know, if for number four, let's say for just conversation purposes, if you're the Jets, who do you want? Drake Linden. And number four, you could get him at ten, but realistically, um, I, I would get, I would pick. It's tough. Trayvon. Trayvon. Mm-hmm. That's tough. I would pick Trayvon. So I, I think this was a well, great pick. I've seen some things from Jets reporters saying that corner is a, a real consideration at four. So I think Sauce would be in the conversation for sure. But I think it's gonna be hard for them to pass on the pass rushers. They've need one so bad. No, definitely between Trayvon and Kayvon. What I've heard from Kayvon is his his interview with the Jets went really well. They were nice. really impressed with him. Nice. I know that was a, a big issue going into it. So as long as that went well, which it sounds like it did, maybe that jumps him up the board. It's just do the Jets. Are they going to put a lot into account that Kayvon's done it for multiple years and was fantastic his his freshman year, or Trayvon, who hasn't shown it as much but probably has the higher upside? I think they would go Trayvon, yeah. but I'm not sure. Okay, I think they would go Edge, though. Okay, with the fifth overall pick in the draft, I have the New York Giants selecting... This is another easy one. Charles Cross. Ooh. Ooh wow. I actually do think Charles Cross is one of the, one of the best tackles in this draft i think in, in terms with him i was considering icky and kwanu but he Not struggles he struggles in pass pro i was too i just feel like evan neal he's a natural left tackle you'd have to move him to right tackle because of andrew thomas he played right tackle his junior season or sophomore i thought yeah. that that's one of the pluses why he's going to the giants because he could play right tackle yeah you know maybe but I, I understand what yeah, you're saying no yeah, no no charles know, maybe i messed up my pick no, but not even charles cross is going to be a great Talent regardless. The, the real reasoning behind why I made this pick is because I remember in the 2020 draft when the there was a lot of offensive linemen in that draft. It was Andrew Thomas, Trishan Wirfs, yep. Makai Becton, yep. Jedrick Wills. Everybody was surprised when Andrew Thomas got selected by the Giants. He was seen as I the love safest Andrew pick. Out of he was seen as the safest pick, but also lineman in the history. Of the I game. feel like in that draft, at least. Coming into the college football season, he was the consensus best lineman. Yeah. But then at the end of the year, you had Wirfs jump him. You had Wills jump him. He became like 3-4. And that pick was like, oh, wow, they selected Andrew Thomas. I feel like this is going to be similar. A lot of people have Charles Cross as their number one tackle. Yeah. In, in in this draft, so sure. I think you know they go that. It's get, great wow. in uh, pass protection. They threw it a ton. Mississippi State. With and their I also kind of wanted to give you the lob on this and and pick the player that I think you should pick for the Panthers. I'm sure that that is what you were doing. So you can hit my music. So with the sixth pick in the first round, the Carolina Panthers on the clock. I'm going with Iki Uquanu. Damn. Unfortunately. For for Joel for Joel, excuse me, he let Icky fall into my lap, and this is exactly what the Panthers need. They need offensive line help terribly, and Icky can do both pass block and run block. This is a no brainer. I would have went Evan Neal. Nah, I feel like Icky at 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 six is more than fine, especially for the fact that he could go one. So to get the potentially the best offensive line talent at six, I can't pass on it. Joel, we got the Giants here, and. 
the way this draft is going, it's beautiful for the Giants. They got their tackle already um, at five. I would have gone Evan Neal, but they got Charles Cross, who's still a really good player. Definitely. They have a lot of options here. I don't think Hamilton's on the board. They don't need tackle anymore. I don't think they go receiver here. I think they go corner. Make the, make the right pick, dude. I think with Don Martindale, their new defensive coordinator, he's really going to you know prioritize guys who play man-to-man coverage. The best man cover man corner in this class, I think, is Derek Stingley. I know he has some issues, but I think at pick seven, you go for upside here, get someone who could be a number one corner, and the Giants take Derek Stingley. All right, I like it. I love it, actually. Can I ask you what, what's the issues? Just for the fact that he hasn't played, is that really the issue? With Stingley? Yes. His issue is 2019 tape was ridiculous. Unbelievable. Then he's been he injured. He would have been a top five pick that yes, year. Yes, for sure. Then he was injured. He didn't play as well overall mm. the last two seasons. So I think everyone was expecting him to progress over the last two years, and he's taken a step back. And I think that's what's causing him to kind of fall down the board. Although he's seven here. So, I mean, it's not and, much of a fall. And he's clearly healthy. Ran a great 40 time. His broad jump was great. His vertical jump was great. He seems to be 100% healthy. There should be no concerns drafting him. Imagine if this board goes the way it does. And instead of me selecting Charles Cross, I select um, Icky. The Panthers select whoever. And then the Giants also select a tackle, so they would have Icky and Cross or Neal. The thing is, they have Andrew Thomas. Yeah, they, they don't, don't need, need the tackle. They I can mean, play one at right, but then you'd have, you'd basically you, have... You have to move one into guard. Icky could play Icky, guard, Icky but... Play, he's better at guard. I know, but I don't think you're taking a guard at five or seven. If he's a Pro Bowl guard, absolutely you are. I don't think so. Yeah, you are. I mean, Quentin Nelson's really the only guard I can remember in the last few years that's gone that high. Zach, and now the Zach Giants Martin fixed their offensive line. Like 11-ish? I'm not. He was sure. in the team. Quentin Nelson was teams. six, though. Yeah. No, no. Quentin yeah. Nelson went crazy high. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's well. AVT went 14, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, the Giants. Imagine they have Andrew Thomas, Icky, and Neil across. Yeah, but they have so many needs that get the tackle. I get it. You could. I feel like they're old. Otherwise, the need the mo the their biggest need is line, offensive line. Their biggest needs quarterback. Mm. But there's no quarterback here. <laughs> Giants. Okay, oh on to the eighth pick in the draft. The Atlanta Falcons are selecting. Garrett Wilson, my number one wide receiver in this draft. They desperately need wide receiver help, although I think they made a great signing, signing Auden Tate to the roster. He's going to have a big-time year. I think now you have a receiving core of Auden Tate, Garrett Wilson, and Kyle Pitts with Cordero Patterson in the backfield. It sounds like Marcus Mariota is going to have a breakout bounce-back season for sure. All right, solid. Hmm. This is interesting now. All right, you can hit my music because this is what I genuinely do believe the Seahawks will do. Now, in my opinion, I would not go this high on this position, especially in this draft. However, when you're the Seattle Seahawks and you are desperate for the most important position in football, you need to take the top prospect, and I do believe that is Malik Willis. And with the eighth pick, I am going to be selecting him. Ninth. Excuse me, ninth. I apologize. I'm looking at Atlanta. I forgot to put in Gary Wilson. So thank you very much. We screwed the Jets, bro. Nah, the Jets. If this is where the, it's sitting at the Jets, it's take a home at run. 10. It's, it's a home run. It's a home run. Joe Douglas is going to have to fight somebody. Because Joe Douglas is going to see Evan Neal on the board here, and it's going to be impossible for him to pass up. That's fact. But I think you look at this offensive line, you're expecting Becton to at least stay on the field more than a game and a quarter. And you have George Fant, who played well. You don't have much behind him now. We lost Morgan Moses. Evan Neal is there. I get it. But I've been having this funny feeling over these last week or so that the Jets are going to go Jamison Williams at 10. 
I think they need an explosive playmaker. I know everyone's saying get Drake London, get that 6'5". That guy could go up and get the ball, but we have size. Corey Davis is 6'2", 6'3". Conklin um, is tall. Uzama's tall. I don't think we're desperate for size. Jameson no. Williams brings someone Still something tall, to this dude. team, 6'2". There you go. But he brings just something different to this team in terms He's of explosiveness, game-breaking. Game they wanted Tyreek Hill. So I think even though Neil is on the board, everyone loves Drake London. I think the Jets get two players that have boom potential and Jamison Williams and Trayvon Walker and could really change both sides of the ball for them. Um, is Evan Neal really falling this far? Evan Neal's this yeah. is unrealistic it, as hell. <laughs> um, but I will say this. Jameson Williams fits Zach Wilson's play style tremendously. Zach Wilson with a big arm. You, have, you put a receiver on the outside of him that could go deep down the field. You could see some exciting things. I just don't know if Douglas can be able to pass up Neil at 10 if that happens. No, you're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to. Okay. Now, for the 11th pick, this is very, very tough. Because Evan Neal's here, but I don't think that's a position of need for Washington. They need linebacker. I wouldn't draft a linebacker this high. Man, they've invested in corner already. This is very, very tough. Oh my gosh! Okay, you know what? I know who I'm going with. With the 11th pick in the draft, the Washington Football Team is selecting Chris Olave. Ooh, Ooh. going Chris Olave. I think they need more wide receiver help. Terry McLaurin, that contract situation. You don't know what's going to happen with that. I think you bring in Chris Olave onto that team with Terry McLaurin, two Ohio State guys. You can't count on Curtis Samuel, and that's why I would bring in a wide receiver. Right now, they need more receivers. You can't count on Diami Brown or Curtis Samuel. So you need somebody who can also be a game changer. And I think Chris Olave paired up with McLaurin. I think it does that. Okay, wow. All right. Well, this is an interesting way that the board has broken down. And I tell you what, the Texans are going to hit an absolute lick. Because they are going to end up with Evan Neal. Because I am not going with Evan Neal at 12, even though the Vikings do desperately need offensive line help. I think their defense was absolutely atrocious last year, and you need to address it. And it's between Kyle Hamilton or Trent McDuffie. I think that I would be ridiculed by our fans (laughs) if I did not go this player, especially our good friend Serge. So for versatility purposes alone... I am going Kyle Hamilton at the twelfth selection. Serge thinks he's like a Serge thinks he's the best player in the draft. He does, which a is a replacement for Harrison Smith. Sure. Possibly, yeah. I like that role for him. Play strong safety for sure. in the box. And more. and just the the cornerback position, the, the just their defensive back position as a whole is lacking. Patrick Peterson being their best corner on the side. You can put him in that slot type of role as of right now, especially if Harrison Smith's going to be there, but once he's gone, Hamilton will fit perfectly there. This pick is easy for me. I mean, uh, yeah, this it, is, was, this it, was, easy. it was between I said, Hamilton yeah. and Neal, whoever you didn't take. Evan Neal is arguably a top-five player in this draft. It's position in need of the Texans, which they need everything, if we're being quite honest. They took Kayvon Thibodeau at three. Now they got Evan Neal at 13. If you're a Texans fan, you got to be ecstatic Oh, my with God, this. you are losing It's an A-plus draft, supposedly, if it does happen that way. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. At pick 14, the Baltimore Ravens, I'm not thinking about this pick, are selecting Trent McDuffie. There you go. I like it. Trent McDuffie, to me, mm. is not far off from being the best corner in the draft. He's the best zone corner in this draft. He's the best tackler in this draft. I think he has some of the best instincts in this draft. He plays 
with a motor that is always on go, always on 100%. And we saw last year the Ravens got hurt at corner. Even though Marlon Humphrey's coming back, Peters is coming back, you bring in McDuffie to that group, they can have one of the top cornerback groups, one of the top secondaries in the league once again with those guys. I would have loved McDuffie here for my for the Eagles right now. Ooh, this is a tough selection. Eagles are a tough team because they don't have a ton of holes. No, and you're right. the holes they do have aren't like the highest. But let me say this priority. now: Is Marcus Peters a free agent after this season? Just because they have depth at the cornerback, especially with Marcus Peters being back. Yeah, but you've been banged up. You have Marlon Humphrey, you have Marcus Peters, now you have Trent McDuffie. That's a great cornerback group, without yeah. a doubt. And when and McDuffie could play safety if he wanted to. And another thing that's true. just got Marcus Williams. Another thing that um play some slot comes into my mind where when the Broncos selected Pat Sertan and we had Callahan, we had Darby, we had Ojemudia, and now we just doing Sertan. We're thinking that you know. Maybe we had way too many corners, but then you you look at it. He is a the season after. after he season. is. They he's go, also, so I love he's also the approaching thirty. I love the pick. Uh, so, in round one, pick fifteen, I know who I have right next, and I don't want them to have this opportunity to select this player because I'm going to be drafting a couple selections after, and I could take that gamble of this player falling, but I don't want to do that if I'm the Eagles. I understand that I want to put my quarterback in a situation to have a plethora of weapons and to pair this player with Devonta Smith, who already is a, a excellent, meticulous route runner, a burner type receiver. I want that that the size of an, of another wide receiver, one on the opposite side of him. I'm going with Drake London at selection 15. That's a great pick. Yeah, that was going to be my pick if he was available. That's what I figured. Yeah, the Saints. Saints' two biggest needs are left tackle and wide receiver. And the way the board has fallen so far, you have a ton of receivers gone, a ton of tackles gone. There's a bit of a drop-off in terms of, I think, how the NFL is viewing these players. Like, I have Traylon Burks, really. Like, I think he's the best receiver in this class, but I don't think he goes at 16. Bernard Raymond is nice, but he's older. I want to say he's 24. Yeah, he's, he's almost 25. He's going to be a rookie. I'm not sure they're going to be all over that at such an old age. Receiver-wise, you're looking at Burks or, like, Sky Moore. I think, really, Burks is the last of that really tier one of guys. I think the Saints are looking at this, though, and saying that maybe Burks could fall to 19. But the way this board has fallen, you really don't need edge. Don't really need D-line at all, for that matter. I don't want to be a homer. <laughs> Am, is this too high for Burks? I love Burks at 16. You think it's, if you think he's wide receiver number one, then it's not. I mean, for me, it's not. But I'm, Make the, the, pick. the way the rest of the NFL is, all right, I'm going with Traylon Burks. Okay. Need a receiver desperately across from Michael Thomas. You got someone who is, in, <laughs> my, opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, the best rack receiver in this class. We're going to get into him a little bit more later, but Traylon Burks 16. And to pair that next to Michael Thomas, so long as Michael Thomas is on the field, a lot Dynamic of versatility yeah. for sure. With the 17th pick in the NFL draft, the Los Angeles Chargers are selecting Jordan Davis. Excellent pick. The best defensive tackle in this draft. I think he's worthy of a top 10 pick. The fact that he's going to land here with the Chargers, they need an interior defensive lineman, although they did sign Sebastian Joseph Day. Great pick. They need as much depth as they can get because they do play a lot of dime. And because of that, I think they go Jordan Davis. All right. I actually was looking at Jordan Davis for... My pick with the Eagles at 18, given the fact that Fletcher Cox, his time with the Eagles is looking like it's going to be coming to an end soon. 
Now, with that being said, they do need linebackers. I'm looking at Devin Lloyd. I'm looking at N'Kobe Dean. And I think that with our selection, you can hit our music. I am going to be selecting N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean, okay. You don't worry at all about his size only being 5'11"? That is a worry, but I do feel like his athleticism, his ability to replay sure. is I feel J-O-K like J.O.K. was 5'11". There you go. True. And J.O.K. put up yeah, a good rookie foot. season. Well, same, sure same, thing. same thing. 5'11", you still have time to grow. Eh, but at this point in time, who knows? 5'11 only exists in the NFL. It's true. Because if you're 5'11 in real life, you're saying you're 6'0". Yep. Yeah, no, know? definitely. For sure. So 19, we'll get back to the Saints here. They took Traylon Burks at pick 16. As we mentioned, tackle is probably their other outstanding need. I don't love Tyler Penning. I thought he had some... Trevor. Sorry, Trevor Penning. Um, I don't think playing at Northern Iowa, the best competition, also at the Senior Bowl, he had some really ugly tape. I know there were some highlight plays, but there's also some plays where he's like throwing defenders into his quarterback like at the ankle, just overall didn't look great. I'm going a bit down the board here. Some that's risen up um, the boards and just the people that I respect across the draft community is Tyler Smith from Tulsa. He's one of the younger players in this class. He's only 21 years old. He's only been, um, he's only 21 years old, as I mentioned, but he could play guard, I think, to start off and then move later in his career, move over to tackle and potentially be their franchise left tackle. I don't love Raymond, like I mentioned, at 25 years old and Penning. I have some issues with this tape. Tyler Smith is not a great uh, run blocker, but I think he could develop into that. The Saints have shown they could develop players overall. So stick him at guard to start off and then move him to tackle later on. What's this guy's name? Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Smith, Smith from Smith, Tulsa. Excuse me. All right. That was, according to PFF, that's a, a player not in the first round. But all right. I'll take your word for it. You have the Steelers pick. Who, me? You. No, you oh, do. me do. Yeah. I hope you would have had said it. me do. <laughs> this is this is such an ugly pick. Me do. <laughs> With the twentieth pick in the NFL draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going with. Tyler Linderbaum. Wow. Okay. I don't hate it. I love it actually. But I'm surprised. I don't want to draft the quarterback this go. high. Okay. Tackle. I don't. I don't like Trevor Penning. Uh, center feels like probably the pick here. You know, I may be dra- I'm, it may be, it may be a reach, but I think Tyler Linderbaum is an instant starter. And right now at center, they have Mason Cole, you know, I don't really trust him to be the center. So I, I think Tyler Linderbaum here is, is a, is a safe pick for the Steelers. Improve that offensive line. Okay. All right. You can hit my music. All right. With the 21st pick, the new England Patriots, are torn between Jermaine Johnson, who I'm surprised has fallen this far on the board, and Andrew Booth, given the fact that they did just lose J.C. Jackson and would be very, very grateful to have a corner at this point in time. However, since Jermaine Johnson is a highly touted prospect and he has fallen this far, I'm going to solidify the edge for the New England Patriots and give them Jermaine Johnson the second. Okay. I like that pick. I, I think the Patriots are going to be all over Devin Lloyd. I think they really cover linebacker. Like okay, big big, uh, big linebackers. He's six three. No, he's a beast. Forty. He's a beast, and he gets, he's versatile as hell. Um, but yeah, edges a need for them. Probably a bigger need than inside linebacker. Even though Lloyd can rush the passer too mm-hmm. a little bit. Twenty two. We have the Packers coming up here. The biggest need is wide receiver by far. Um, the way this board has fallen though, still have some guys here you like. To me, it's probably between George Pickens and Christian Watson. Um, from the mocks I've seen, Christian Watson goes pretty high. Everyone or a lot of people expect him to go in the first round. North Dakota State didn't have a ton of production, but 
they weren't really a pass heavy team. I would say he's a senior, didn't really break out um, until later on, but he has a size 6'3", 210 pounds, might be listed at 6'4", ran in the four threes. I mean, he's an athletic freak. Um, so I think the Packers here take the upside of Christian Watson and kind of avoid that George Pickens with his injury history, even though if he pans out, he could be the best receiver in this draft. Um, so at 22, I got the Packers taking Christian Watson. And I feel like if the Packers had the board break out the way that it has with our mock, they're going to be disappointed if Christian Watson, even though I think Christian Watson is going to be a great talent for them, but if Christian Watson is the best wide receiver available, I'm sure they're going to be relatively disappointed. With the 23rd overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals are selecting Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia. They need defensive line help. Last year, one of the worst rushing rush defenses in the NFL. And you just lost Chandler Jones. You need to beef up that defensive line. They could go George Karloff this year. I wouldn't hate the pick, but I think they go Devontae Wyatt. Okay. Hmm. All right, you can hit my music. Okay, with the 24th overall pick in the first round, the boys are on the clock. And now that they actually did lose their right tackle with Lyle Collins, I'm looking to solidify that spot. And I feel like Zion Johnson is going to be my selection out of Boston College. 6'3", 312, big dude. They lost Connor Williams as well. This guy could play guard as well. I think he's probably going to play guard to start off. So I'm going with Zion Johnson here. I'm not sure if he really profiles to move over to tackle at 6'3". But guard's fine, especially given the fact that they just lost Williams. You go and you plug him in immediately. For sure. And you you made this decision a little bit easier for me. You're the best. Um, Because, yeah, I was between Zion Johnson um, and Kenyon Green. Because I think the Bills need to beef up that interior interior offensive line. Um, it's really between that. They could maybe use another linebacker. They have Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds. Um, but other than that, I mean, their team's pretty stacked. They could probably use another corner, but I don't see anything here that really uh, jumps off the screen. Okay. I personally think they need a receiver. I'm not a big Davis Andrew fan. Andrew Booth? Um, Andrew Booth, yeah. I don't know. Andrew Booth is interesting. I, I don't think they would go Andrew Booth here. I think they want to solidify that offensive line a bit. Um, Kenny Green, though, he, he's a beast. I mean, he's lined up at four of the five offensive line positions. He could play tackle. He could play guard. The only position he didn't play was center. Um, he could pass protect and run block. His one issue that I've seen is he he holds a lot, which oh, could cause some okay. penalties in the NFL. Um, but I think Buffalo at 25, just beef up that interior. Now, the 26 overall like pick, uh, Kenyon Green. Green. With the 26 overall pick, the Tennessee Titans are selecting Trevor Penning. Nice. Good selection. Definitely needed. Don't love the tape, but this is a position of need. You do have Taylor Lewan, but you need a right tackle. And I think Tennessee has, has shown in the past that they they go high upside. Caleb Farley, they went high upside uh, when they drafted. I'm forgetting this guy's name out of, out of uh, Georgia, the tackle that was with them for like a game. What, uh, sorry, what team? Uh, the Titans. Oh, you know who I'm talking about. He yeah. went to the Dolphins. Isaiah. It's Isaiah when, something. I would say Isaiah Wynn. No. Isaiah. Um, Isaiah something. Oh, Isaiah my something. God. I could picture his face. Me too. I can <laughs> too. I just don't know his name. Isaiah Wilson. Wilson. His name. Yeah. They, he was somebody who they, at the time, it was an overdraft. And I think even though Trevor Penning here wouldn't be an overdraft, the Titans like to bet on high upside players, and I think that's what Trevor Penning is. All right. You can hit my music. 
All right, so with this selection, the number 27th overall in the first round, I'm kind of I'm kind of in a tough spot here. This However, is a luxury pick. For, yeah, it really you know, is. That's like, why they really can go anywhere. And I'm actually going to go, hmm, I would have loved to see Linderbaum fall here, especially given the fact that their center, no, their center's coming back. It's the, um, I'm blanking on who it is. Hallie Marpet. Thank you. Marpet is going to be retiring. So that being said, I'm going to try and beef up this defense a little bit. Is Andrew still on this board? Oof, that is intriguing, especially because I do not love this secondary. Hmm. This is a tough pick because I'm torn between Booth and I'm torn between Devin Lloyd because him being on the board here is very intriguing. You're not thinking about George Karloftis? Not overly, just because I like I like Shaq Barrett. Still, he just signed a contract. Yeah, but JPP is getting older. JPP is getting older. And Dominic Sue is... Um, mm. He's not on the team right now. They drafted an edge last year, though, in the draft with pick 32. You know what? I'm going to select Andrew Booth Jr. with this selection at pick 27. Devin Lloyd was really the only other player right now that I was really thinking of taking there. However, you secure... You need you need better secondary, especially after you just got torched by the Rams in the past game. You bring in a guy, Andrew Booth, to beef up that secondary, and I feel like you should be in a better spot going into this season. Joel? Got the Packers coming up here at 28. I'll tell you Select what. to Christian Watson. You should do the same thing. Um, Packers are interesting because, again, they don't have a ton of holes. Right. I have Jair Corner that you might be looking at. On the edge, I mean, if you want to go Curl Loftus just as a rotational guy, like you have Gary and Preston Smith already. Their offensive line, it's weird. Like, none of them are great. Like, Bakhtiari obviously is great. Um, but, like, they kind of just work together as a unit. Like, it just works for whatever reason, even though, like, they could individually be better outside of Bakhtiari. So, here it's it's kind of like best player available, I think. And Karloftis is on the board. He has a high motor. He's someone I think that they could cover it coming out of Purdue. But Devin Lloyd also interests me a lot. Definitely. He's someone that could, you know, play coverage. He could also blitz. He has great size, great athleticism. It's really between those two. Just paid Devondre Campbell, though, a lot of money. But they could use another linebacker. Um, they could use another receiver, too. That's I mean, what I'm saying. They, if you went double receiver, They could receiver, use another receiver, too, like George Pickens or Sky Moore. I mean, Christian Watson really profiles as an X, which is what Pickens would do. And they already have Lazard, who plays the X. And Watkins, I guess, could move to the slot. You have Randall Cobb. Sky Moore, possibly in the slot, too. I mean, Moore is just an elite separator. He, he kind of reminds me of Elijah Moore. Um, only 21 years old, too. What do you guys think? Uh, between me, it's it's between Sky Moore, Karloftis, and Devin Lloyd. Where, where would you guys go here? I'm curious. Me personally, given the fact that this Packers wide receiver room is disgusting, horrible to look at, I would not mind if you went double receiver. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers wouldn't mind either. What do you think? I'd go Sky Moore. Go Sky Moore? All right, I'm with it. Let's go Sky Moore. Because I want to take a player. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> with the 29th overall pick, the Chiefs are selecting... George Karloftis out of Purdue, an edge rusher. And if you don't mind, I'd like to make another selection with this pick, and you'd have the Lions one, I think, or the Bengals. I have Linderbaum. What? Excuse me, Linderbaum. What am I saying? I'm sorry. Uh, Bengals. Okay, so I'm going to make this Chiefs pick then. With the 30th pick in the draft, 
the Chiefs select Dax Hill. Ooh, Dax Hill. Dax Hill, interesting. I, lo- I, I do like Dax Hill a lot, but I think they would be taking George Pickens here, personally. I would have gone receiver. You would have gone receiver? I would have gone receiver, personally. I think they need, to, they need to go all in on defense. I don't mind it. Especially you lose Charvarius. You, you're not going to have Tyron Matthew. And I think Dax Hill does a lot of the same things Tyron Matthew can do. Yep. All right. Interesting. Okay. So now I am making the Bengals selection here, and they desperately need offensive line help. I wouldn't say desperately. They Not desperately. Up. You're right. They definitely did they, some things. Yeah, they don't to have any like correct. elite guys. Correct. But. Correct. They could use some offensive line help. Would be better pronunciation. Ah oh, man, but this is a tough selection. Yeah, interior wise. Uh, doesn't look great. <laughs> Not right now. Linderbaum, that's the reason why I said Linderbaum before. They could get another corner. I think Kyer Ellum is there. Would have been fine. Hmm. He has some injury concerns is the only issue with Ellum. Penalties, too. He had seven flags in ten games this past season. But he's got size, 6'2", 190. <sighs> Give me one Playing sec. Playing the SEC against Florida. There's a, there's a few good corners in this class. You know outside what? Outside the top ones. Kyer might be the best selection here. And I think that I'm going to have to take my friend Joel's advice here and go Kyrie. Only thing, 6'2", 191, that definitely needs to put some pounds on, but that is a firm, You don't firm find basis. many corners for 6'2". No, no. Exactly. Mike Sands uh, on Twitter, he actually said he has a couple guys in the, if these players were picked at pick 31 for the Bengals, that's a great pick. Kyrie Ellum is one of those guys. Can yeah. I actually make the Lions pick also, man? Sure. All right, well, sweet. For myself. Sweet, and I appreciate that, bro. All right, with pick 32. George Pickens? That's what I was going to go with. Now, go interestingly enough. Did we just screw you up? <laughs> I am not looking wide receiver. I feel like you have Amon Ross St. Brown, and he eased that cushion of not desperately needing to go wide receiver in the but first DJ round. DJ Shark is on a one-year deal. For sure. And listen, yeah. you could definitely use weapons, especially in this NFL where weapons they is They picked 34 the key. as well. Exactly. You can get this this player as soon as the, the round wraps around. I am going to go quarterback. I like it. You don't one, think that quarterback wouldn't be available at 32? But I like getting him at 32 because you have the fifth-year option. Correct. So and you have that extra year to figure out. With that being said, it's between Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett. I thought Sam Howell was your QB. He is, but I can't take him this early. Sam Howell, I do have a lot of faith in. But, I don't I don't think there's a consensus but, on yeah, exactly. any Exactly. There's, there's really not. He's your QB. T- I mean, unless you don't think he fits well in Detroit. No. And Jared Goff's better than all these fools. He is, but at the Man, same get time, a rec- he could, Help he could, Jared Goff out. So what? You can win five games instead of yeah, three next year? I, no, because if Jared Goff has these weapons, 2017 Goff is coming. Oh, and, this guy, and, and Jared Goff can do a good job of fathering in one of these rookie quarterbacks. So with that being said, the number 32nd pick of this first round is actually going to be Kenny Pickett. I like it. Guess it's inside a dome too. Maybe those hand concerns don't you go. You worry don't. you as much, even though you got to play. But even still, that Bay. that doesn't concern me <laughs> overly. The only thing that concerns me is his age. But outside of that, he's played in Pittsburgh for four years. He's been fine. Hasn't had an issue throwing the football yet. And that's really not the hugest concern for me. So that's going to do it for the 2022 mock draft. To recap it, the Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson. The Lions select Ahmad Gardner. The Texans select Kayvon Thibodeau. The Jets select Trayvon Walker. The Giants select Charles Cross. The Panthers select Ikem and Kwanu. 
The Giants select Derek Stingley Jr. The Falcons select Garrett Wilson. Seahawks, Malik Willis. Jets, Jamison Williams. Washington, Chris Olave. Vikings, Kyle Hamilton. Texans, Evan Neal. Ravens, Trent McDuffie. Uh, Eagles, Drake Glendon. Saints, Traylon Burks. Chargers, Jordan Davis. Eagles, Nicobe Dean. Saints, Tyler Smith. Steelers, Tyler Linderbaum. Patriots, Jermaine Johnson. Packers, Christian Watson. Cardinals, Devontae Wyatt. Cowboys, Zion Johnson. Bills, Kenyon Green. Titans, Trevor Penning. Buccaneers, Andrew Booth. Packers, Sky Moore. Chiefs, George Karloftis. Chiefs, Daxton Hill. Bengals, Kyer Elam. And Lions, Kenny Pickett. That's going to do it for that draft. I like this draft. I do so. I'll tell you what, if I'm the Packers, I don't like this draft. Not that you guys, that, that you didn't make good picks, but that my options are not uh, a Chris Olave or um, a Traylon Burks. Yeah. So now, it'd be tough for them. On to the next segment. We're going to do 2022 draft. My guys, these are players that we are higher than most on consensus or players that we just love in this draft. So, Joel, I'm going to start with you. Name your my guys. You know where I'm starting first overall. This guy just took 16 overall for the Saints. It's Traylon Burks coming out of Arkansas. I've, he's been my wide receiver one since, I don't know, October, November. And nothing's thrown me off. Not this combine, not his 40 time, none of these weight issues that apparently he was out of shape coming into the combine that I heard. They, he has this thing where, like, they call it country weight. Like, he's from Arkansas, right, where he says, like, he just puts on weight because he's a country boy. I don't know if maybe if you're from Arkansas or the Midwest, let me know if that's a thing, but he's able to shut it off really easily. He goes out there and he he hunts hogs with his bare hands. He's a man's Like, man. how can't you want that? I mean, his size is ridiculous, <laughs> 6'2", 225. He's got 33 and a half inch arms, just 92nd percentile. And I know everyone freaks out with a 40 time. He ran a 4.55. I was expecting him to run the 4.4s. Um, but you have to remember, he's 6'2", 225. When you're looking at Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. He has 40 pounds on these guys. So he's a he's a huge wide receiver. So holding up to that 4-4 standard, maybe with me included, was not exactly you know fair to him. But if you look into his speed score, which takes into account his weight combined with his 40 time, there's some formula out there. Burks was an 85th percentile. If you look at Wilson and Lave, they're both around 65th percentile. So they ran fast as hell, don't get me wrong, but they ran about what you would expect for their height and weight. You know, both those mm-hmm. guys around the 180 range, six foot to six two. So Burks, even though He's a bigger receiver. He still scored really well. He has, um, if you look at recruiting analytics, they do a great job like tracking these guys with a GPS. Traylon Burks hit 22.6 miles per hour in a game this past season. Would have been the fastest out of all of the runs in the NFL. It might take some time for him to get going, but once he gets that top speed, nobody's catching him. We saw that happen against Alabama. If you don't think, if you can't trust him doing it against Alabama, then I don't know what to tell you. There's issues as well that people say about in terms of him getting open, his separation. His open percentage on goal routes was higher than Jameson Williams. His open percentage on hitch routes, which is the most run route in the NFL, was higher than Drake London. So if you don't have an issue with Drake London and Jameson Williams getting open, I don't think you should have a huge issue with Traylon Burks. There's an issue with him with manufactured targets, and I get that. Oh, he lines up in the backfield. He gets all these easy touches. His average of the target was 11.7 yards. Kyle Pitts was 11.8 yards. DJ Moore's 11.9 yards. I don't really see it as an issue. I mean, it's higher than Drake London's past season. It's higher than JSN's, who everyone's in love with in 2023. Against press is another issue I see. Oh, he can't win against press. He didn't do a ton this past season, playing against press, that is. But his yards per route run, which is 6.4. So he got 6.4 yards down the field when he was playing press, which shows me that 
Press is not a problem for me. 6'2", 225. There's not going to be many corners. They're going to be able to put their hands on Traylon Burks and stop him if he wants to get going. So Traylon Burks is my guy, my number one main guy. We have some other ones I'm not going to get as in-depth in just because I, I need to really... I'm tired of the Traylon Burks slander. Whoa, you know, he's whoa, my wide receiver whoa. one. There's been talks about him possibly falling to the second round. I, I just get these flashbacks of... Not saying he's the athlete DK Metcalf is or AJ Brown, but just overthinking from the NFL. Everyone falling in love with these guys who ran in the four threes and have this crazy high upside. And don't get me wrong, I like the other wide receivers too, but I think people are just overthinking Traylon Burks. Um, the other two guys I'll talk on a little bit as well. We mentioned him, Daxon Hill from Michigan. He's listed as a corner on PFF, but I think in the NFL he's going to play free safety. He's going to play deep. Nice. He ran a four three eight, six point five eight in the three corners, the ninety eighth percentile. He's super agile, super quick, super fast. He can play free safety, is which I'm expecting him to play. But he also has the versatility to play in the slot, um, just based on his ability to, you know, his agility as well as just his, his natural skills. Um, he does have to improve his strength. He's six foot one ninety, so he's a little bit slim. Um, but I think if he puts on, you know, ten pounds coming to the NFL the next couple of years, he could be a really good free safety. And then the last person I want to talk about, I'm not going to classify him as a my guy because he's probably going to go top ten. But I think everyone needs to relax on Kayvon Thibodeau. I think it's possible that we've gotten prospect fatigue. You know, his freshman year, everyone penciled him in as the number one overall pick in the 2022 draft. His sophomore and junior seasons, he didn't really live up to that hype being number one overall. But he's still a really good player. And I know a couple guys surpassed him. I would definitely take Aiden Hutchinson over him still. Trayvon Walker is a bit of another discussion. It's more so of, you know, do you want to take the risk on Trayvon Walker's just raw athleticism and size or Kayvon Walker maybe having some issues off the field, even though I have heard that he did really well in terms of interviewing with these teams. He Thibodeau. What did I say? Thibodeau? Kayvon Walker. Oh, <laughs> Kayvon uh, Thibodeau. Um, he has the size, 6'4", 260. He moved all around the line of scrimmage for Oregon, but he's really going to be at his best 3-4 standing up on the edge, I think. Great burst and first step. Had 10 sacks, nine, uh, 10 sacks, 9 tackles for losses. A true freshman. He had really good numbers this past year, and he has the ability to take over games. This past season, he had 48 pressures. Half of them came in three games. So there might be moments where he has lapses or checks out at time, but if you could get him going, get his mind right, he could be a dominant force in the NFL. All right. I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. You you clearly are a huge Traylon Burks individual, and justifiably so. The dude is a freak of nature. Now, for my guys, I've been very adamant. My wide receiver one in this draft class is going to be Jameson Williams. ACL injury in 2022 is not a huge deal for me. It is not a deal breaker if I'm one of these teams. I understand that this guy, Jameson Williams, is a game breaker, has big play abilities every single time he's on the field. You give him a few weeks to get healthy with the ACL, he'll probably be back around weeks four or five. I've heard he's ahead of schedule for his ACL, and, so it might and be that. That is the crazy thing about ACL injuries. You, We saw... Adrian Peterson tears ACL in what week fourteen, week fourteen, week fifteen. And that was, it was ready week how many one. Years ago, for real. And, and now medicine is just even more advanced than it was. I have no worries about Jameson Williams. The only concern of mine would be that he's a little bit undersized in the sense of he's one hundred and eighty pounds. We want to see him beef up a little bit, but he's still six two and runs a sub four three. He's a freak. Now another one of my my guys is going to be Rashad White out of Arizona State, running back six two two ten. Ran a 4-4-8-40, has great hands for a running back, does a great job of, of shedding tackles, and is very patient and is great at reading the field. Great at reading where his holes are and hitting the holes fast with, with great speed. Is a decent blocker as well. I see not Alvin Kamara because Alvin Kamara is one of the best talents in the league, but when I see 
Rashad White, all I can think of is a player like Alvin Kamara where he's great out of the backfield, very patient, but great with his hands as well. And lastly, similar to how Joel is defending Kayvon Thibodeau, I'm going to defend Derek Stingley because Derek Stingley in 2019 would have been a top-five pick, was an all-world talent that 2019 season with the LSU team, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, college football team of all time. By the way, Trayvon Burks, or excuse me, uh, Traylon Burks as a freshman had three yards for 80 catches against that team. There you go. Three yards for 80, uh, three catches for 80. That's pretty impressive. That means he had one huge play. He's a freshman? I'll take that. And and Derek Stingley was a freshman. He was first team Oh, SEC. Derek, yeah. I mean, Derek Stingley was probably the best freshman quarter I've ever seen. Had the most interceptions in the SEC. I think he was top five in NCAA. He was unbelievable that season, but a lot of concerns are are over his injuries and his inability to 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 be on the field to really show that he is the talent that he is. Was excellent in his pro day. Four three seven had a vertical thirty eight point five. This dude is a freak of nature athlete. I have no concerns. He says that he's 100%. He looks like he's 100%, and I'm doubling down. I think he's going to be an excellent talent. 2022 draft, my guys. Trent McDuffie. Trent Mc... The motor this guy plays, he's like an energizer bunny. His motor's nonstop. He's like an electric car. You don't need to put no gas in it. He's just going to go. He's always charged up. He's the best tackler in this draft at the cornerback position. There's no doubt in my mind. I think he's going to be a fantastic fantastic corner. He is undersized. He, to me, I've said this before, it's not far off that he could be the best corner in this draft. He is that good. Greg Dulcich is also my guy, and I've been high on Greg Dulcich since I started watching tape, and it wasn't even purposely. I was watching another team's tape. They were they happen to be facing UCLA, and I'm like, who is this tight end that keeps popping off the screen? Search him up, and it's Greg Dosich, the athlete that he is. He was 210 pounds as a freshman, gained 30 pounds to 240 and played tight end. And his yak ability, his hands, his explosiveness off the line. Now you have a lot of other people having him as number one tight end. Daniel Jeremiah recently said Greg Dulcich is the number one tight end. Brett Coleman, who I respect a lot in this space, has Greg Dulcich as the number one tight end. I have Greg Dulcich as the number one tight end. This guy is going to be amazing. Brian Robinson Jr., running back from Alabama. Like his production similar to that of Najee Harris. And Brian Robinson is somebody that who is a physical runner, is going to lay people out, simple as that. And this guy can be a workhorse back in the NFL. I know it doesn't seem like it now. He's getting slept on. He is going to be a problem. And then Christian Watson. Christian Watson is just the athletic profile. It was a shame that at NDSU they didn't pass the ball much. But this guy can get can you know go over the top of defenses. His hands are if he has to work on that. But he has the athletic profile to be a very great receiver in the NFL. Nice. Yeah. I will say, Trent McDuffie was also one of my, my guys, but I know you were high on him, so I didn't no, want to... No, he wasn't. He was, believe it or not, no, so I no. didn't want to steal your shine or anything, but no. I love McDuffie, too. This past season, he allowed 111 yards in coverage, which is the lowest in, in college football. He's been doing it since a freshman. He's been fantastic. 111 is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. they don't throw his way. Yeah, and you mentioned it. He's he's a phenomenal tackler. He's 6.9% miss rate. Nice. Um, in terms yeah. of tackles. So, like... He would he's, tackle you. He's, he probably wouldn't. He's a really sure he tackler. He you down. 
Um, and he's one of 10 rookies. That's going to be 21 his entire rookie season. So he's one of the younger guys too. I think whoever gets Trent McDuffie is going to get a steal because you're probably going to get him in the teens while Stingley and, and Sauce are probably going to go in that top 12 no, I range. Think, I think McDuffie's going over Stingley. think so? Yep, I do. I, I think Stingley and Kayvon are going to fall more than you guys think. And that would be a mistake, truthfully. I don't think Kayvon gets past 10. Well, Stingley could 10, get past yeah, 10. Yeah, but like, you I think McDuffie I think, goes top 10. Let me look at the teams that are in the top 10. I had the Giants take. Well, you had uh, you had the Lions take Sauce. I had the Giants take Stingley. Because, well, the Giants just are going to play man with, with Martindale. All right. So, Jags, Lions, Texans, Jets, Giants aren't taking McDuffie in the top 10. The next five, Panthers, Giants, Falcons, Seahawks, Jets, aren't taking McDuffie. Washington could be a spot. 11. But I don't think Washington is already invested in corner. They sure. they drafted a corner last season. Got they Fuller. signed William Jackson last season, and yeah, you know, um, Fuller's there as well. So I don't I don't think they'd invest a top pick in a corner. Vikings is the floor. I think uh, if okay. Kyle Kyle Hamilton there, uh-huh. you pick Kyle Hamilton. I think the Vikings could very well pick Trent McDuffie. I think teams are higher on McDuffie than Stingley. It's funny because I've heard that people or teams are higher on Stingley than the the yeah. uh, public thinks. That's this draft season. There's all smoke screens going around. That's because they're hoping they don't draft McDuffie, man. McDuffie's a beast. Because McDuffie sure. again, be Stingley a was a part of the greatest, arguably the greatest college fo- football team of all time. They've been irrelevant these last two seasons. Yeah, they're they're, they're not good. Yeah, but his left, plays also dropped left. off too. It has to a degree, but it, it also has to do to availability. Been hurt, yeah. but even when he's been on the field, though, the last year he played three games and then had the Liz Frank injury, and on those three games he was playing with the with the Liz Frank. I th- I think Stingley in the right situation can play well. Yeah, but you're McDuffie, taking the risk. McDuffie is that guy. Stingley and Kayvon are, are no, very McDuffie's similar. They were both fantastic. Their freshman seasons kind of falling off. Now everyone's questioning: Are we going to get their freshman season, or are these question marks going to keep rising up while they're in the? You don't want to have those question marks. I'd rather take the guy that he's been great since day one. I understand, but yeah, I mean, Stingley's been great since day one. Kayvon is great since day one. Stingley wasn't great since day one. Yes, he I mean, was. Bro, he was true freshman. He was great as a true freshman. He hasn't been great since. But that's day one. Yeah, you're saying he day wasn't one, great. Day one, day one. I'm great. saying, I'm saying, day great one, three sixty six. I'm saying, day one on to day year one to year three. Have you been great all three years? McDuffie has been. Got a McDuffie point. has been because yes, his name his, is Trent. His freshman season, he only allowed three hundred forty yards on big Trent guy forty pass coverage. Big Trent guy. I love Trent. I think he's gonna be really good. So to recap, are my guys Joel? You go first. Traylon Burke should have saw this coming from Arkansas. Dax Hill, <laughs> safety from Michigan, and I'll throw in Kayvon Thibodeau just because he's getting disrespected. Respect. I like him. My my guys, Jameson Williams. To no surprise, I think he's gonna be the number one wide receiver in this class. Rashad White, running back out of Arizona State, being slept on, has great versatility both as a runner and as a receiving back. And lastly, Derek Stingley, just to give that stamp of approval, his name's being thrown around given the fact that he hasn't been available, but I have no doubts he's going to be great. My guys, Trent McDuffie, Greg Dosich, Brian Robinson, and Christian Watson. And if Jamison Williams does indeed go to the Jets, he will be the best wide receiver in this draft because I, Zach Wilson is good. He can I, go anywhere. I have that feeling, man. Listen, Something in my stomach I'd be just telling So then we can James go to MetLife and we can watch him every Sunday. Oh, I'll be his biggest fan. <laughs> is it the same feeling that, that gives you the feeling that the Nets are going to lose to Boston? Different feelings. I'm still confident. I, I'm more confident in the Celtics. Jameson's nice. more just of like a 
I just have this weird feeling. Celtics like, no, we're gonna fucking mm-hmm. wax them. Like, if you got Drake London, you're happy either way. I am. What's wrong with Mike Evans' prodigy? <laughs> we're just comparing Drake London to a Hall of, of Famer, course, right? Of course. <laughs> nah. I, the only issue is like everyone just says the Jets need size in this jump ball receiver. I just don't really see that. Like I think Jamison Williams would be fantastic. Get, get that game breaking speed that teams are gonna have to you know defend against every week going in. They're gonna say, how are we gonna stop Jamison Williams from getting a fifty yard touchdown on us with Zach Wilson, Drake London? It's a bit of a different in terms of how defenses are gonna be looking at it because he doesn't have the speed. I think he would have ran in like the like a four six five, which if, is fine. He's a big guy, and if Zach can be. Precise with his reads and, and quick on his timing. Which he will be. And I like I, I like LaFleur, his mind with Jamison Williams, using his speed compared mm-hmm. to Drake London's. Cooper Cup just had one of the guy. greatest seasons a wide receiver could ever have, and yeah. he's not this towering wide receiver by any means. Oh, no. He's very meticulous in yeah. his routes. Look at Justin Jefferson. He's like 195. Exactly. You have an Elijah Moore, great route runner. You're already, that's a plus, and you add the game-breaking speed with Jameson Williams. It could get exciting. Jameson's skinnier than most of them. I mean, no, Jameson's no, like 180. He's 180. Yeah. 6'2", 180. Yeah. Like, well, he needs we're to put meat on his bones. I was going to say, we're going to get a different receiver I wanted to bring up. But. Prospects we're lower on. Which ones are the ones you're lower on? So, just talking about it. Chris Olave's a receiver I'm lower on. Um, Ohio State, there's a couple issues I have with Chris Olave. The first one is, he was expected to come out his junior season. He had a really good year. He was looked at as one of the more refined wide receivers in the 2021 class, and he kind of surprised everyone coming back for his senior year. Then while he was there, Garrett Wilson was better than him. JSN was better than him. And I'm kind of stuck between, is Alave really just this great receiver, and he's just stuck behind two guys who are better than him? I mean, Garrett Wilson is probably the consensus wide receiver one if you look at all the mock drafts and all of the analysts. And JSN is the wide receiver one or wide receiver two behind Keyshawn Boutte in the 2023 class. So there's a chance Alave just kind of got unlucky and he's in a wide receiver room with two really, really great elite other wide receivers. But he's also a senior and he was their third best wide receiver. I'm expecting you to be a senior to be the leader of the wide receiver room, not yeah. off the court but or off the field, but on the field being the most dominant force. And Alave really isn't in that. I don't see him as a wide receiver one. I don't really see him as a high-end wide receiver two. I think he has a role in an offense for sure. You know, he's fast. He's six foot, I want to say. Uh, I have his height and weight somewhere. Six one, one eighty seven. So in terms of like BMI, he's a little bit skinnier. Like someone like Devontae Smith last year, who's only six foot one seventy on tape, he just looked bigger than Chris Olave. Right when I watched Devontae Smith last season, he was making catches over the middle field, great contested catch over the top. Just overall, even though he was super skinny, just played big. While I feel like Olave just plays to his size, plays a little bit smaller. He has absolutely no yak ability. That's another issue I have with him. He forced ten missed tackles his entire college season. Only two missed tackles his senior season. So he's going to catch the ball, and that's all that happens. Maybe he could run by you with his 4-3 speed and really get behind you. But if you, you need to have some sort of yak ability in this league. Um, even though he is arguably the best route runner, I think it's Garrett Wilson, but Chris Olave is up there as well. I just worry about him in the NFL. You're not going to be able to run by everyone all the time unless you have the elite, elite speed like we were expecting with Jamison guys like Tyreek. So Chris Olave being fast but not incredibly fast in terms of the top 1% while having very little Didn't yak ability. The third fastest 40 time though? He ran four, what was it? Four three nine. It was whoever almost broke the record. I'm blanking on his name. Seen almost broke. That it. was unofficial time. Unof- I'm saying the unofficial. And then you had Wilson, and then you had Olave. He ran a four three nine. It's fast. Okay, come on now. He's still very fast. He is, but unless you're of like the prospects, I'm, I'm and thinking, he's a great route I'm runner. I'm thinking about how are you going to win in the NFL? How is Chris Olave going to win? 
by being an excellent route runner, which he is, and he has the speed to pair up with it. He gets rerouted a lot, though. He's he's kind of yeah. I, I wasn't gonna and say l- weak, and but listen, he's gonna he's gonna go to a situation most likely where I don't know if he's that top two, top three prospect that they were talking about earlier in April, like early April, late March. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but let's say he ends up with a Rodgers. He's going to put up an unbelievable season. Let's say that he ends up with the Chargers. He's going to put up an unbelievable season. You put him in a right situation, he's going to be great. So this... Yeah, no, I agree. He has a role in offense. I don't see him as wide receiver one or high in wide But that's what I'm saying. He goes to Green Bay. He can be a wide receiver one. He goes to a Chargers. I don't know if he can be a wide receiver one because you have Keenan, you have Mike Williams, but he's going to thrive in his role there. But in Green Bay, he's a wide receiver one in necessity. For sure, but he's going to... And he's... But that's going to only benefit like, his game. Say, for example, if the Chiefs don't take a receiver, Juju's their wide receiver one. Is and he wide lot. receiver one or is he wide receiver one out of necessity? Oh, he can be wide receiver one. He, he had 1,400 yards. With Antonio Brown. But now he has Mahomes. Big Ben was great, too. I mean, he had 5,000 yards. But Big Ben is not Mahomes. Listen, I know, but he had 5,000 yards. And I'm, not, <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that you can replace Tyreek Hill with an Olave, but you don't. in a similar type of player where Tyreek Hill is way faster. I, I don't think they're similar. Similar in the fact that you have a great route runner in Olave. Tyreek Hill is a solid route runner. His Tyreke speed is game faster. Yak ability is night and day between the two. Yes, but Tyreek Hill is stronger. In, you're coming again. Let's say even a poor man, right? Because you you seem to be understanding that Tyreek Hill is a top five talent. Yes, that's what I'm saying. My point being is you're going to have Olave come into a situation that they already had a player with similar skill set. He's going to fit in perfectly. The only them. similarities between the two are they're fast. There you go. And and route running. <laughs> like, that's the only similarity. <laughs> exactly my point. Route running and great hands. I don't see with the Lave, man. I, I think his absolute ceiling is like a mid-tier wide receiver, too. I think that's his best case. But like, I, I get what you're saying disagree. because in out of necessity, sure, anyone can be a wide receiver one. Definitely. You know, like. But again, this isn't, we're not talking about a top like We've seen Braxton Berrios be wide receiver one for a couple weeks. That's not because he is a wide receiver one. We're talking one. back end. Listen, respect him. Um, the next Julian Edelman. But right. we're talking about the back half of the season where our team's trying to understand what they have. And, and that's where Braxton Berrios was able to have success. No, we were just injured. Exactly. Correct. Where he's in a position to to get some looks. Um, where do we have Olave in this mock? Where do we have him go? Washington. He took him rel- rel- relatively early. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not that high on Olave. I wouldn't want uh, him. 11 was 11. pretty high. McLaurin with Olave, though? I just don't see Olave as this like reliable wide receiver too, who's going to be putting up like a thousand yards. You said the same thing about Justin Jefferson not out of college. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> I didn't have any take. Thankfully, I didn't have any good or bad takes on Justin Jefferson for real. Because yeah, I, I actually liked him coming out, but um, I wasn't expecting to be this. Obviously, I mean, dude's a freak. Listen, we're gonna see what happens with Olave. You and I seem to be on yeah. different paths, but understandably, you give some valid reasons. However, my prospects that I'm going to be lower on. It's actually starting with Kenny Pickett, who I ironically dropped with 32nd pick overall. I do believe that he's going to end up a first-round pick. And I have my reservations with that because, one, he's older. And with that, you need to be, if you're an older quarterback, you need to be very knowledgeable and your decision-making needs to be up there, refined. It's not that great. His throw, his touch definitely needs a little bit of work. The hands, everyone seems to have a problem with that. Again, like I mentioned, that's not too much of a concern for me. He played in Pittsburgh. It's cold up there. It's rainy up there. He never had an issue with that. So that is not too much of a concern for me. But I do have my re- my reservations given his age, and he's going to be sitting for a couple years. So now we're looking at him potentially being 25, maybe even 26, depending on the situation that he goes to. And now he's finally getting his chance to start 
we'll see. I, I do have my concerns. Now, my next player that I'm going to be lower on as opposed to others is Trayvon Walker. And now this is interesting because athleticism is very keen in the NFL draft where we saw Ross turn into a top 10 prospect because he became the fastest 40 time in the history of the sport. And it's understandable at, at the wide receiver position. If you have the speed, you think that you can teach a player to, to become more refined in his, in his position for that situation. It was unfortunate. Never really could stay healthy. It was too fast for his own hamstrings. It just happens in, in certain aspects. But now with Trayvon Walker, a big part about it is that he is this overly big dude who has these freakish athletic abilities with not the production to match it. I do have my concerns with that, especially if he's being looked at as the number one overall pick. Now, if you shoot yourself in the foot for going off athleticism as opposed to production with Aiden Hutchinson, who had 14 sacks, that's where I start to have my concerns. So do I think Trayvon Walker is going to be a top 10 pick? Yes. Do I think he should be? Is he going to be a top five pick? Probably. But if he goes number one, I think it's a mistake. Trevor Penning, I think he's a holding machine. I don't, I don't like him as a prospect. Jermaine Johnson, he's an older prospect. And in the first couple of seconds, he has one of the worst win rates amongst all the pass rushers. I don't know where all this Jermaine Johnson hype is coming from. It's probably because he looks the part. But in terms of production, he really hasn't had it. And the advanced analytics don't back him in that either. Are you taking George Karloftis over? Jermaine Johnson? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And Jahan Dotson. When I watched him on tape, I know he's he's a lot of people's sleeper wide receiver. When I watched Jahan Dotson, I really didn't see anything, and special. I didn't yeah. see anything special. Like it wasn't nothing. There was nothing groundbreaking. He was just fine. He was good, but I was like, I didn't see anything like, oh man, he's my sleeper. This guy can be special. Like he was just a fine receiver. I didn't really see anything too much. Uh, Jermaine Johnson has a cool story, though. He started off at community college for two years. Then he transferred to uh, Georgia. Didn't get really any burn. FSU, his senior season, really really broke out. I think that's one of the issues with Jermaine. I want to say he's 23, another older guy in this class that is projected to go potentially top 10, top 15 picks. Um, one thing about Olave, too, that I just looked up, he was the ninth fast, eighth fastest wide receiver, 30th overall in terms of 40 time. So. He's fast, okay, but he's not the fastest. Not top three, okay. I Tyre- thought he was. Tyreek ran a four two nine. I mean, we're talking about one of the fastest players, if not the I know, fastest. player. But that's that's the issue Again, I have against Tyreek. I said similarities. I'm not saying this is a spitting image. This is Tyreek Hill two He's a type of player that resembles a similar skill set that is going to be going Tyreke to a similar system. Chris Olave is more Will Fuller than he is that. Okay, and even still, that's awesome. You're going with Patrick Mahomes, who was who. Again, Deshaun Watson made Will Fuller an excellent wide receiver. Again, one of Will Fuller's main issues was that he couldn't stay healthy. When he was healthy, he was really, really good. Now you're giving this guy, Olave, Patrick Mahomes, who has had a receiver who has had the speed. He has the arm to to, to hit downfield. It's a perfect situation. Again, I'm not saying he's Tyreek Hill. If that was the way that you were going to take it and, and run not, with your argument, fine. I'm not. Again, Tyree Kill is an anomaly. We're, we're talking about it's one just of the craziest. Chris, when Chris Olave has like legitimately might be the worst yards after catch receiver in the draft, that's the only time where like I'm pushing back against anyone because in the NFL. Ty, because Tyree Kill is the greatest yards after catch. It's I understand. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, fair. That's the only reason. Because yeah, they're both point. fast. Yeah. But it's just the yak ability scares me. If like getting open obviously is important. Being being a great route runner is great. 
But like, also, I need you to do something after the catch. You mm-hmm. can't have ten missed tackles force your entire career. Uh-huh. Well, what do you think about in terms of him being the third best receiver as a senior? Do you think it's just Wilson and JSN are just fantastic? Well, JSN's probably going to be number two, maybe even one number one wide receiver next season. So I understand it. But listen, you understand my opinion on on Stroud. So there was where did you have Wilson? Wilson was my number was number two. Okay, I have Jameson so one, Wilson two. Correct. I think they're better too. Before we go on to the next segment, a quick word from DraftKings. The NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, this next topic... Near and dear to your heart. ...is about Stephon Gilmore because the Indianapolis Colts signed Stephon Gilmore. And the original topic to this was... (laughs) Are the Colts favorites to win the AFC South? But we know the answer to that. It's yes, oh they God. are. Can, can we stick to the original topic? But, but now I, I want to ask you. I want to ask you guys this. It's not yes. Are you ready to admit that you are going to be wrong? Look, this oh is your chance. God. Wrong about this, what? This is your it's, chance. It's April. This is your chance. Draft to, hasn't even happened like, yet. This is this is your chance to rewrite all of your wrongs, to come back on your opinions and say, you know what, the Colts are actually going to be a real deal. Here we go, done. Because guys done. like me done. realize right. it. it. So I want to. Are you ready to take back all the mean things you've been saying about the Indianapolis Colts? I, I want to. I I I'm generally curious. Question. I'm generally now curious. I have an honest question. You tell me. Who is Matt Ryan's wide receiver two? Paris Camp. <laughs> screwed. That's it. Done. We can move on. So let's go back to the original topic of are they going to win the AFC South? Could we? Well, listen, that's easy. And if you guys don't right your wrongs by the end of my monologue that I'm about to have, I'm going to have a problem with you guys. They have an because awesome defense. Congratulations. <laughs> it's more than awesome. Now... Let me go on to my spiel. Let's hear this. The coach signed Stephon Gilmore to a two-year, $14 million guaranteed deal with $23 million overall. They also signed Riley McLeod. Don't forget about him. Captain on the Eagles last season on their defense. One of the safeties who was injured interchangeable. He's a huge addition in my opinion. Stephon Gilmore said, it was one of those things where it just felt right in my heart to come here, especially with the talent on the team. Watching them after last year, what they did, and the, and, the, and they were right there. I just wanted to come to Indy and try to help the team get over the hump. And he's going to do just that. He had elite seasons in 2018 and 2019. Torn quad in 2020. Came back in 2021 towards the middle of the season after he was traded from the Patriots 
to Carolina. He was seventh in coverage this past season. He was really according good. According to PFF. Really good. 172 cover snaps, so it wasn't a huge sample size. Mm-hmm. 80.7 pass rating allowed. Eight games, three starts. And he's even admitted that his quadriceps, it, it was lingering in 2021. So he wasn't even fully healthy. So he's about to be fully healthy. You're bringing a five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, defensive player of the year to Gus Bradley's defense. A guy who, you know, you mentioned when we talked about the coach the last time that, oh, they lost Matt Eberflus. Well, they gained Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley is a respective defensive mind in the NFL. Going to shift to more cover three now. But now he's he's evolved his scheme throughout the years. He was a defensive coordinator for the Raiders last season. Despite them not having the best personnel in the secondary, Gus Bradley made it work with his scheme. Now you have, these are just the additions to the Colts. Yannick Ngakwe, Stephon Gilmore, Matt Ryan. They got picks back when they traded Wentz. They have they outside of the first round, they have a pick in every single round in this draft. They have pick 42, right? I'm pretty sure. And the Colts trio of Stephon Gilmore, Darius Leonard, and DeForest Buckner since 2018 have had a top 25 PFF grade. Only trio in the NFL to have that. Now, you mentioned it. They have a great defense. I mean, last year they had the most pro bowlers and missed the playoffs. It's ridiculous. They're going to they're going to have an elite defense. They're going to have an elite defense this year. You keep mentioning me this thing about not having this wide receiver outside of Michael Pittman. It's a valid argument. I agree to an extent, but teams have shown in the past that you can win if you have an elite defense and an elite running game. And that's what the Colts have. Can we go through the teams? I'll give you an example. Okay. And you you do this thing, Joel. No, stop it. We did it last show, and I told you that yeah, it's yeah. the thing. What? You, Running backs can lead to winning. No, I, but I want to hear the team. Okay, you, I'm just going to name this one example. Broncos. And you do this thing, Joel, where you, you won multiple, man. You can't have it all. I'll give you one. <laughs> 49ers in 2019. Kyle Shanahan. Listen, let me let me keep explaining. George Kittle. Let me keep explaining. Let me keep explaining. Okay. That season. Why are we blaming that on him, though? Like, why situation? Why is that? Not, okay, like, before you go, Drew, let me just. Why are we this. holding that against the running back? Because he has. This, this isn't running. about no, the running back. But you're saying he said Kyle Shanahan. No, no, this I, isn't I'm about. Sorry, that. he said San Fran. You said Kyle Shanahan, George Kittle. Because I don't think their coaching offensively is anywhere near Kyle Shanahan's. But he's saying San Fran. They won, or they had success at least. I know they had a fan, probably the best offensive coach in the NFL. Okay, let me just keep finishing. Frank Reich is not Kyle Shanahan. Not close. Frank Reich is still a great offensive coach in the NFL. He's the same coach that has produced top 10 offenses in back-to-back mm, seasons. understand. Despite having Phillip Rivers and then Carson Wentz and not having an elite offensive receiving option. In 2019 with Phillip Rivers, it was even... I mean, in 2020 with Phillip Rivers, it was even worse. Michael Pittman was a rookie. Bounce round one. And they... Had a top ten offense. Bounce around one. With okay, but they had a top ten offense. San Fran in twenty nineteen. You're right. They had George Kittle. Raheem Mostert isn't Jonathan Taylor. No. The receiving core until they made that midseason trade for Emmanuel Sanders, it was sorry. The Colts are in a position where 
I mean, this roster isn't fixed. The Colts are going to be aggressive because you want to know why? They now understand they have the guy at the helm who can get it done in Matt Ryan, MVP, Bro. future Hall of Famer, led a team to the Super Bowl. He's like the eighth best quarterback in the AFC. That, that's because the quarterbacks in the AFC are stacked. Yeah, that's, that's an why. issue. Wouldn't you say that's an issue for that, the Colts and Matt Ryan? If they're the, did the best quarterback, best quarterback in the AFC make the Super Bowl this past season? The best? No. Oh, but Burrow's did the, top five. Did the second best make it? No. Did the third best make it? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you it's thought Burrow was. It's close. You but thought Burrow's better than Herbert. You guys don't think he's the third you got best. Over but you tell me. You got, the third best quarterback in the AFC didn't even make the playoffs, according to you guys. Yeah. They were a game away. A, a, a top a five quarterback, quarterback in the AFC, away, and Lamar Jackson didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, isn't that interesting, he was though? Injured. A top three quarterback about? in the AFC didn't make the playoffs. So what you're telling me is that Matt Ryan can get the better of any quarterback on any single game. Because he can. Because he's, he's an MVP. He's an MVP. He's an MVP. Respect him. Now listen, let me keep Who going on my spiel. Let me keep going ago, on my spiel. Dude. How many receivers fun. are about to be available from the 2019 class? DK, AJ, Debo. They're all AJ. frustrated. You're probably you're, not getting You're not getting AJ, but the Colts have realistic options. Every season, wide receivers become available towards the middle of the year by the trade deadline. The Colts can make a move like that. And we're not even talking about the draft. We're not even talking about the draft. Pick 42. Right now. They're going to get Jahan right, Dotson. Right now. <laughs> right now. Or they can get George Pickens. He's not going to be there for you. Right now, as it st- currently stands, the Colts are a playoff team. There's no doubt about that. They will easily be in the playoffs. They will have a top 10 defense. They will have a top 10 offense. They will have a top three running game, rushing attack in the entire NFL. You have a Colts team now. Who? Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, and Gakwe. Okariki, who I oh I love him, man. He's a he's a jet at the linebacker position. Darius Leonard. And secondary, Stephon Gilmore, still one of the better outside corners. Kenny Moore, Pro Bowl slot. Isaiah Rogers played really well last year. And oh my gosh. <laughs> Please don't sleep on Julian Blackman. He was injured last year. He had a fantastic rookie season. Don't sleep on Julian Blackman. He has the potential to be a Pro Bowl safety. I swear he does. The Colts are in position to be one of the best teams in the AFC. And guess what? The two guys Such they brought a in. Weird hill to die on. The two guys they brought in, Stephon Gilmore and Matt Ryan, like little baby, they got something to prove. They got something that's, to that's prove. That's like little baby and gunner Espe- right there. And especially Matt Ryan. Because you want to be disrespectful. Like Rich Homie Kwan. Because you have been nothing but Respect disrespectful. Come on. You've been nothing but disrespectful to Matt Ryan since we've ever brought him up on this podcast. It so is above, like, asinine like a level of hell. disrespect. You think he's elite. I think that he's you've above been, average at times. No, he's a top 13 quarterback at minimum oh right God. now. Is he better than Kirk Cousins? They're in the same tier. Is he better than Derek Carr? They're in the same tier. He's better than Dak. Yeah, he's better than Dak. Oh, oh my god! Absolutely, he's better than Dak. Oh, stop. Okay. He's, he's better oh than Dak. God. Absolutely, stop. he's better than Dak. Stop. What has Dak done ever? Nothing. We're living in twenty twenty two, and Dak made the playoffs last you know, year. You know, and I don't, I don't understand this by you, Joe. Please and keep going. I might take this. May be an unnecessary shot. I may be pushing the limits a little bit. <laughs> but it's funny because. You have done nothing but disrespect Matt Ryan. Sometimes I go to sleep and clench my fists over it. 
But yet, when we were on the pod, I asked you, how many Matt Ryan games have you watched this past season? You were like, zero. How can you possibly disrespect I've that man? I've seen plenty full Matt Ryan games facts. I have seen plenty of Atlanta Falcons games that You've I do really, not How many have, have you sit down and watched? How many bro? full Atlanta Falcon games if have you, you sat down and watched? If you tell me more than four, you're lying. I've watched more than four. I watched Falcons games. You're lying. I watched Falcons I games. see the smirk on your face. You're <laughs> I watched lying. Falcons games. You're lying. Why do you think I feel this strongly about it? Listen, because I, I know watched, he's not watched. I watched Matt Ryan tape two. I know he's not watching. I'm not sitting I'm, down and watching start no, to finish Atlanta I'm, I'm Falcons. Not. Any normal human being's not watching six excuse me, now seventeen start to finish Falcons games. I'm not watching seventeen, but I'm watching more than four. Four Bro. is not a lot to ask. It's just a weird hill to die on when you have Matt Ryan who's at best an above average quarterback in the AFC when you have the top of the top quarterbacks and you're expecting them to what? Win multiple playoff games? You think they're gonna be a top ten offense defense league? They have to win multiple playoff games if that's the case. It's possible. Why no, can't it's they? not, bro. Why can't they? They're Weren't the, they just top 10, top 10? They were. This, I, I say why I can't think they? They might be two years in a row they've been top 10, top I 10. I say why can't they? Because we just saw the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. They're a different team. I understand that. But the Raiders. The Bengals are electric on let offense. Let me finish. The Raiders gave the Bengals a run for the. It came to the final play between those two teams. It did. A Raiders team who. Their Take offense is not near well, what do you, what the do you Colts? think? What do you think I've said about the Bengals? I said overall, they got lucky this past season. I don't think they're yeah, going yeah, to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, still strong team. All right, and guess what? The Colts can get lucky, too. They any got the team, horseshoe. Any team could get lucky. That's why I didn't think the Bengals' take was ridiculous. And that's why I think your take is ridiculous. Because you know, it's funny. They got the horseshoe, but the Broncos got all four. No, knowing, knowing, knowing that teams can get lucky... And games but is all about matchups. About Thirty-two teams, yeah. and ga- games are all about matchups, man. In the if the Colts face a team in the playoffs who have a bad rushing defense, well, we said the same a, thing about the matchup. Titans and Bengals. We thought it was a terrible matchup for the Bengals. I the picked Titans, the Bengals. The Titans sacked them nine times. The and only they still time lost. You them, so don't, I picked don't the Bengals. Get don't get too big, okay? But I picked the Bengals. Like, and we, that was we didn't like we didn't like the matchups for a lot of the Bengals games against the Chiefs too, and they won. Like matchups are important, but some, football's random at times, and because of how random it is. Given the Colts roster, you said they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. Yes, they're going, be, they're going to be a top three seed. Give me their seeding. Mm, that's tough. Seven teams make the playoffs, so if they're one of the top teams, they have to be a top four seed at bare minimum. I think it's better for me to just give you the amount of games they're going to win. Okay. Okay. Well, sure. you said top me the record. The they're going to eleven wins. In the AFC. Actually, no. I'm going to say they are going to be twelve and five. I'll take the under on 12. I'll take the okay. under on 12 as well. The Colts will be 12 and 5. All okay. right, what are we throwing what? on this? I don't know, my, my 401k? <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> we, can, we can throw anything. I'm, I know I'm going to win this bet. I'll be honest. Uh, the Colts are going to win 12 games this upcoming season. Okay, the only way that I see a possibility where the Colts have a successful season without solidifying their wide receiver two position, which I'm assuming with that 42nd pick, they're going with a wide receiver. They have to. If they don't, they're out of their minds. If they go into this season with Paris Campbell being their wide receiver two, the only way they can salvage this is if they turn JT into a wide receiver. Only way. You make him a (laughs) CMC type or give him a CMC type role in that offense. It's the only way I can see it. JT has good hands. He has the abilities to be a solid running back out, uh, excuse me, a solid wide receiver out of the backfield. Because you cannot 
have Michael Pittman be this on, the only wide receiver on this offense and expect to have success. And also, the Titans won 11 games while Tannehill had a down year. They were injured all over the place. Offensive line was horrible. Yeah. So why can't the Colts win 12? What's so crazy about that? Because the Titans are going to come back. They're going to be healthy, and Tannehill's probably not going to have that bad of a season again. The Colts and, are a better team than the Titans. And Mike Vrabel's a way yes. better coach. Yes, for the sure. Colts are a better team than the Titans. And you know what's ironic? They have the better quarterback. Titans still will find a way to win the division. Okay. Speaking you of draft, speaking of DraftKings, I saw last night the Colts are plus one hundred and five to win the division. The Titans are plus one twenty five, so it's neck and neck. So Vegas. I don't, I don't understand odds too much. So what's the favorite? Who's so the basically, Colts what are ha- yes. barely favored. They got Stephon Gilmore, and DK said we're going to maximize this opportunity. We're going to make them the favorites. Correct. Correct. And guess what? They're going to be right. Everybody that bets on the Colts this year is going to be Listen, proven the right. only the only twelve wins is nuts. Yes, and I will, te- and I will tell lot. you, the AFC they is have tough, Matty bro. Ice. They have Matty Ice. Okay, and again, that's they why they need can do it. a wide receiver too. They and JT needs to have at least seven hundred to eight hundred receiving yards. If it's via, it can be via trade. It look, they're going to get a wide receiver. It's as simple as that. Like I don't think DK is getting moved. We know does AJ's Jarvis Landry not going. move you? Does Does Jarvis Landry move you? It does. He's it a does. significant upgrade he over is, Paris Campbell. I'll tell you he that. If it's, if it's Landry <laughs> and Pittman, Matt it's Ryan, horrible. You know what? If they get Jarvis, well, I'm they intrigued. They should have signed Jarvis a month ago. What? Like, yeah, but he's and not, and he wants, no, but he wants 16. He wants 16. Still? He's nuts. I don't. Th- well, I think he's going to have to come down for he's that nuts. He's I don't got, think he's getting 16. Like, he's looking at 13 max. At max. Chris Ballard right here is where he's going to prove himself. Get a wide receiver. They're going to get one. I trust in that. Matt and even with that, I told you guys the record Matt Ryan has when his running back rushes for 100 yards. Matt Ryan is capable of making trash into diamonds. That's what he is. Such a weird stat though, the 100 yard things. Because if you're winning, you'll be and running the ball. Did they address the offensive yards. line this offseason? They re-signed their guys. I mean, Mark Lewinsky. Lost, he was he's gone. He went. He went to the they, Giants. They lost Mark Lewinsky, who wasn't a big loss Agreed. because he was not good. He was. He, good. was, he was weakling for them last year. Mm-hmm. And Eric Fisher, mm-hmm. who Matt Pryor, the backup, is better than. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be fine. Offensive line. That mm-hmm. as long as they well, have. Let's hope. As long as they have Braden Smith. The Colts are just such a weird Ryan team Kelly, to like push all of your chips. And that's the thing because at forty-two they could go offensive line. I'm not saying they could. Cool. I'm just saying. You, you said, said one of the best, best teams, teams in the AFC. They, they better be competing for a Super Bowl if they I mean, won the best teams. You your dark horse with Carson Wentz. Last season, and they were a game away. That was before Deshaun was a Brown, Russell Wilson was a Bronco, and the Raiders got Devontae Adams. And the Broncos got Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I'm sorry. Matt Ryan's throwing for 30 touchdowns this year. <sighs> Dude, you're nuts. Trust me. 30 is his max. It's Trust me. He, he could throw 30. He could throw 30. It's Carson Wentz just threw What are you going to say when that happens? I'm going to say congrats. You're a round one exit. It's not, not going to be a round one exit. I'll tell you what. I would not be surprised if they don't make the playoffs still. You know, because I'm just. Tennessee's going to win like, the division. Why the Colts, bro? Like, I when understand Colts, you love because Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan is there. That's why. Like, bro. Tr- yeah. Like, 100%. why are you putting all of your, 100%. your chips on this 30 You don't understand the competitor Matt Ryan is like I do. You don't. You, you have a personal connection? I, you guys have I, personal I've relationship? I've seen stories. Mm. And that's why I have that connection with him now. He's a competitor. He's fierce. Yes. And. When the Colts I'm exceed, when the Colts exceed all competitors in the NFL, when the Colts exceed all your expectations, when you sleep, I hope there's a floating image of me just smiling. Twelve and five, twelve and five. Listen, they get Jarvis. We can have a. What are we putting on this? What are we putting on this? Twelve and five. For man? real, I'm interested because I want the, parts let, in this. Let the audience decide okay. the, the wager. Let us know. Let us know what me and Drew will be getting. <laughs> Please let us know what we'll be getting when the Colts don't win twelve games. No team in the AFC won twelve games last year. That's a lie. The Titans were eleven. In, the Titans were the number one seed with eleven wins. Twelve's <laughs> a crazy number, bro. <laughs> it's a crazy number. 
But in God the NFC, it, the Colts are going to be the first. How many games did the Packers win? Thir- 13. Thir- okay. They in this it. new 17-game format, the Colts will be the first team to win 12 games. <laughs> the Colts <laughs> the Colts have the best record in the AFC. They it's can. More or less what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's not it's not crazy. Bro, it's pretty nuts. It's not crazy. It's, they have to go perfect in their division. They can't lose the game. They can do that. All right. They're not are, sweeping the are Titans. Are the Colts going to be better than the Titans? I'm assuming your answer is? Yes. Okay. Kansas City. Yes. Buffalo. No. Okay. Two teams had 12 last year. Tennessee and Kansas City both had 12. Okay. Buffalo. Yes or no? I said no. They won't be better. Okay. Cincinnati. They will be better. Las Vegas. They will be better. Okay. Um, Miami. They will be better. The Chargers. They won't be better. Cleveland. They will be better. Oof. Did you say Denver? I haven't said them yet. Baltimore. They will be better. Denver. They will be better. Insane. The Colts will be the third best team in the AFC behind the Bills and the Chargers. Insane. Colts and Matt Ryan are going to be better than the Browns and Deshaun, the Ravens and Lamar. Well, Browns and Deshaun, he's going to be it's suspended. A, uh, it's a TBD. He's going to get he's suspended. He's going to be suspended. Most likely, Bro. it's a TBD. I'm just saying. The Raiders, I don't trust their defense. The Broncos... Just We're gonna don't be amazing. Trust you. We're gonna be amazing. No way around it. We're you gonna have be a, you have a much. Mu- I would smash the Broncos having better odds to get twelve wins than the Colts. Titans. I mean, no, not Titans. Colts will win twelve games this upcoming season, and, and will they be might, a top three seed in the AFC. And they might lose round one to the Broncos in the playoffs. Mm, no, you said it's random. I wouldn't doubt it. But if it's the, the Broncos, if it's are you serious, the Broncos? Yes, Come the on. Broncos are Get beating the Colts, here. bro. The Broncos Get are beating the Colts. Um, I apologize. L franchise, don't, W don't, franchise. Man, I Sorry. hope you're not Poverty. listening to this. Poverty. <laughs> I hope that you're not listening to this buffoonery. What do you mean? Poverty. Franchise. He just mentioned the Broncos because he, agree he's with a that? smart man, bro. What because he knows the vibe. Wilson. You don't know the vibe. Once you know the vibe, wait. Then you start to is Russell Wilson an MVP? Correct. Is he an MVP? Does he win a Super Bowl? Does he have a Super Bowl? Ooh. Ooh, does has he won a Super Bowl? Damn, I you mean got carried to one? Forgot. He had he did get carried to one. I mean, and that's in that Super Bowl, he was fantastic. But he got carried. He didn't get carried. He got carried. Have you defense. have you ever seen Russell Wilson play football or no? Uh no. Is he an MVP though? I I think you watched more Matt Ryan tape than you did. When did Russell Matt Wilson, Ryan win MVP? Something's itching in my nose. That's I what I'm about to say. It could t- just go like this. Twenty fifteen, was it? Matt Ryan's MVP year. Twenty sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. We should go back and look at the, those league leaders in 2016. See where they are. David Johnson, running back one still, you think? Well, quarterbacks have a lot of, uh, longer lifespan. I understand that, but I'm saying a ton change in 20. I don't really care that he was an MVP in 2016. I really do not give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't care less, truthfully. These are back-to-back segments where it's just going to be me versus you two. Because you guys aren't high on Baker Mayfield either, which is something that no, I don't understand. It boggles my mind that Baker Mayfield. Like Matt Ryan and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and I'm over here getting called crazy saying Russell Wilson's going to be good for the Broncos. Oh, Lord have mercy. Robbie Anderson threw a shot at Baker Mayfield, and I thought it was ridiculous by him. Um, an Instagram fan, fan account posted a picture of Baker in a Carolina jersey, and Robbie Anderson commented no with a lot of O's. And... I just want to ask you guys, is Robbie Anderson out of his lane for this comment? What do you think, Joe? I mean this in the most respectful way to Robbie Anderson. He's got to focus on himself in his game. This past season was his worst 
career in his entire season. He had 53 receptions, 519 yards, way, worst and five season touchdowns. in his entire career. You and said worst season, career yeah. in his entire season. It, it, worst season ever, worst <laughs> season of his career. There you go, there you go. He, I mean, this was really bad. We were expecting him to take a leap with Sam Darnold especially. He had a, a really nice year, his last year there, while they were both together in New York. And he played all 17 games this past season. Still was only able to put up just barely over 500 yards. And then if you look at the quarterback position... Sure, I'm not high on Baker, but if the Panthers can get Baker Mayfield, they should be all over this. I mean, he's a significant, significant upgrade over Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, and P.J. Walker. All three of them were honestly brutal last season. None of them completed more than 60% of their passes. Darnold gave you a little more, or Darnold and Cam really gave you some uh, production on the ground. They both had five rushing touchdowns. But as a quarterback, if I'm if I'm Robbie, I want Baker. He's a much better quarterback than all these guys they have here. Maybe you know he signed a two year, twenty something million dollar extension last off season. They're expecting him to be a key contributor in this offense. DJ Moore, we know, is a top fifteen receiver already. Terrence Marshall was former third round pick. He had, he had a really bad season his rookie year. He was a healthy scratch for a lot of these games. We were expecting him to do a lot better. But if I'm Robbie, I'm trying to focus more on how can I get better as a receiver, whether that is with Darnold or whoever might be P.J. Walker, whoever you want to work out in the offseason, because putting up 500 yards while playing all 17 games after you're given a two-year, $25 million extension, you have to look at yourself first because Baker comes in, you have to repair that relationship. And I know there's reports earlier in the offseason they had a mutual disinterest, and that's why I don't want Baker to go there because the mutual disinterest is one of the funniest reports <laughs> in NFL history. So, you know, the um, selfish part of me wants that to not happen. Robbie is out of line. I mean, he shouldn't have said this because if Baker does come, he's an upgrade, and I think he would be pretty silly to not think that. All right, so do I think the comment was out of line? Yes. But let me say this. If I'm Robbie Anderson, and I am the receiver that I am, and I've had the unfortunate opportunity to have subpar to, at best, mediocre quarter play basically throughout the duration of my career, I would be a little bit vocal of who I'd want to be my quarterback. You had Teddy Bridgewater come in. the first His, his first solid quarterback option comes in 1,000 yards. Amazing season. We're starting to see... Starting to think, you know, maybe this is where Robbie turns his career around, really get his career on the trajectory that he was expected with Jets. Unfortunately, didn't come into fruition. Then he has this past season where he has under 600 yards, 519 to be exact. And that was with Sam Darnold, who he really couldn't get on the same page with in New York. I'm assuming that coming into the season, and we saw it throughout the season that he struggled to to have a true connection with Sam Darnold that and, and a real and a real coming together to a degree. I mean, he Darnold was seven hundred seventy nine yards. wasn't even wasn't then. even his career high. No, nine hundred and forty one in twenty seventeen. Oh damn! So, and, and seven touchdowns that year okay. too. He he's regressed since his sophomore year outside of twenty twenty, where he had over a thousand, almost eleven hundred yards. I if I'm Robbie Anderson, I understand where he's coming from. If I'm under, if I'm Robbie Anderson, I want to say of who my quarterback is because I've shown with an above average quarterback talent in Teddy Bridgewater, I could put up almost 1,100 receiving yards. But you give me a Sam Darnold, you give me someone. I don't think Baker's in that Sam Darnold class. That's nah. that's incredibly rude to Baker Mayfield. I definitely think he's an upgrade. But we saw Baker Mayfield with Odell Beckham Jr. and we are. We were under the belief that Odell was going to go to play with Baker and he was going to put up unbelievable stats. They were going to be one of the best duos in the NFL. And it was a bust. 
And we started to blame Odell Beckham Jr. And I say we, I do not mean me because I never, ever, once for a second, believed that Odell Beckham was the problem out of the two. Go watch the tape. Odell's father did everyone a favor and drew up a 10-minute clip of how Baker Mayfield was the problem. Odell leaves, goes to the Rams, and shows who he really is, Odell Beckham Jr. He saw a situation like that transpire, and he realizes maybe Baker Mayfield isn't the quarterback for me. Do I disagree too much with what you're saying? No, you, you just put up one of the worst seasons of your career. Focus on the grind. Yes, I agree. Focus on the grind, more importantly. But it was an Instagram post. It was no. Could have been worse. However, I feel him. He wants a quarterback that's going to maximize his opportunity, especially at this point in his career. I'll briefly talk about Robbie because he's not worth mentioning too much. Lord, that was rude. He's had one 1,000-yard season. That was a Teddy Bridgewater. Baker Mayfield is easily better than Teddy Bridgewater. For him to disrespect Baker Mayfield the way he disrespected him without knowing any prior knowledge of what he's been through is ridiculous. What do you mean? He knows Baker, exactly. Baker Mayfield played through a torn labrum the entire uh, 2021 season. He probably, probably wasn't aware of that. He probably wasn't. He probably If he made that comment, he wasn't. Bro, all he said was no. No. That's all he said. And I don't want to get all... I don't want to get a political on the show. Oh, my God. Here he goes. He says no to Baker, then says, I would love Colin Kaepernick. Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick. Let's, let, come on. Let, let's just be honest here. This is, Colin Kaepernick led a team to Super Bowl once. That was when? In, like, 2012? A while ago. Like, yeah. Baker's a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick. So the fact that you're saying yes to him and disrespecting Baker is ridiculous to me. Baker's better than Robbie. Baker's led a team. To, I mean, Baker's better than Teddy Bridgewater. Baker's led a team to the playoffs. Baker has leadership charisma that you can't teach for to a quarterback. The years where things have been right. <laughs> what does he do? What does he I'm do sorry. that you can't teach to a quarterback? I'm, I'm sorry. Tell me. He said Russell Wilson got carried and Baker Mayfield uh, led a team to the playoffs. Stop? That was crazy. Stop. What does Baker Mayfield have I said for the Legion of Boom. What? Russell's still amazing, and bro. Russell you want to talk about leadership. Russell you want to talk about leadership. To the you want to talk about leadership. Russell Wilson's the epitome of leadership. Don't he ever is. compare the two. He is. Don't ever. I never compared Baker Don't to ever. Russell Wilson. My point. What are you talking what? about? Because you Baker said Russell Mayfield do. Carried, then what he does says Baker, Baker Mayfield do? Bro, I never compared Baker to Russell. Tell me. What, what are you talking about? What does he do that other quarterbacks don't? Tell me. Baker? Yeah. He's a leader. No, no, he he's not. Charisma. No, he's not. Yes, he maybe, is. Think, maybe he has I think, charisma. I think, you know, I think leader's I, the I last knew, thing you say about I, I Baker. Knew, I knew this was going to come from you too, so don't worry. I have I have receipts <laughs> ready. But okay. I need ammo. Give me some ammo. I don't want to talk about Robbie too much because he would be a fool to not want Baker Mayfield. It's as simple as that. Baker Mayfield would be the best quarterback Robbie Anderson has ever played with. Robbie's Agreed. the same guy that called Sam Darnold special. I, I'm not taking his opinion on this too seriously. You thought he was special too. The more I think, the more I think so I. about Baker Mayfield to the Panthers, the more I believe the Panthers can be a playoff team. Believe it or not, in an NFC that is weaker than in years past. All right, all right. He goes Fair. to the NFC South. Is Baker Mayfield not by far the second best quarterback in that division? He's beating out your boy Jameis. He's he better than Jameis. Of course, wow. he, is. he is. I agree. Wow. He is. I agree. Is he by far not the second best quarterback in that division? Yeah. If Brady retires by next far, season, uh, Jameis is a convers it's a conversation. I can have that conversation. If Tom Brady retires next season, which I don't know if he is or not, Baker now becomes the best quarterback in that division. Arguably. 
You look at the Carolina Panthers, they had the fourth best passing defense. I understand Gilmore has left. They still have J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson, Dante Jackson, Jeremy Chin in the secondary. They'll be fine there. And the 18th best rush defense, they were 21st in points, mostly due to an incompetent offense that couldn't move the ball. Baker Mayfield would have D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, CMC. They signed Austin Corbett, Bradley Bozeman, both Really good additions to that offensive line. Taylor Mon is a good right tackle. And then with their top 10 pick in the draft, if they can draft the Icky or I think it's more likely to draft the Charles Cross, now you have four solid offensive linemen and you fix your offensive line problem. Is that team not a nine-win team in the NFC? Do you trust Matt Rule? That's the bit, that's the issue because the Panthers, question. they have the talent for sure, but Matt Rule has not shown me much of anything over these last few years since he's come in. Well, he's a defensive head coach, and their defense has been the better part of their team. Who's the, I, I know they fired Brady, but who's their OC? Ben right McAdoo. Now? McAdoo? Yeah, Ben McAdoo, who, not horrible, not horrible. Not horrible. Depends on your ass. You have some Giants so fans. You, you look that at, might be the worst ever. You look at this team, and also, I, I, didn't, I didn't even mention this, the Panthers also signed Rashard Higgins. Baker and him have a little chemistry from the Cleveland days. And for some they reason, no, they did they not use Rashad Higgins yeah. this season. Facts. What I'm saying is that the Panthers have the defense. They have the offense. The offensive line will be fixed. Baker Mayfield is a significant upgrade over Sam Donald or P.J. Walker, even Cam Newton. Definitely the Cam. coaching is a question mark. Dude, but so because of how weak the NFC is going to be this season, because of how weak the NFC South is outside of Tampa, Baker can lead the Panthers to the playoffs next season. It's not crazy to say that. He can do it. If they go to the playoffs, it's because of a tremendous defense, not because of Baker. It's because the offense can be a top 15 offense. It depends. Sure. The, that offense can For cater sure. to Baker. You have Robbie. You have DJ who, who could cater to his strengths. You have CJ, uh, You have CMC who could be great out of the backfield with Baker. He's shown that he's a dump-off type quarterback as well. He just needs to be smart. And with that offense, they have the weapons. They can put a decent offensive line. I don't disagree can too CMC strongly. Stay healthy though, but you got to hope and pray because Hubbard did not look great in his absence. No, he had he had flashes, but overall he was but not was, great. Yeah, no, no, I agree. It seems you're going from CMC, arguably the best running back in football, when on the field to a backup. But even Mike you Davis, when he that. like he wasn't he was CMC, but he was a he was, lot better than Hubbard. He was serviceable. I agree. I agree. No. But it's because Mike Davis was a little bit. He had a little bit more shift to him, and he had strength, which is weird because he's bigger than exactly super Hubbard. weird. Yeah, super Hubbard's weird. kind of like slow. Baker has already in his short career came around and changed the franchise in Cleveland, Carolina, who's been one of the more dysfunctional organizations in the past couple of seasons. Ugh. They went to the Super Bowl yeah, in 2015. I'm yeah. saying in the past couple of one. seasons, I understand. But in the past, in the past couple of seasons, things have been rough. Baker can go and turn them around and change up that culture. And I, I wanted I to say dysfunctional. Culture. I wanted to mention this. Would you say dysfunctional? Baker's a culture setter. Apparently, in Cleveland, Baker, you ask Cleveland if, fans, he's their pride and joy. If yeah. Baker Mayfield goes to Carolina, he saves Matt Rule's job. There's no doubt. And if we're talking, if they we're, need to go to the playoffs. And if we're projecting, CMC needs to stay healthy for this to happen. And if we're projecting. And we're saying Tom Brady retires next year. Not only can the Panthers make the playoffs this year, they'd be looking. They can upgrade. win that division next. They'll season. be looking upgrade off Baker. <laughs> no, yes. only thing I that, disagree. Only yes, thing that's sticking with me is that you're saying they're a dysfunctional franchise. I disagree. Past couple of seasons, like they have been. They've just been stuck in the middle ground and, and, and slightly below that. I understand okay. dysfunctional. Let me, strong. let me let me let me. Uh, I'm, I want to read you these quotes because you guys tell me Baker's not a leader. All this stuff and the, the example that pops up is Odell Beckham. That's the huge example. But what about the other guys on the roster? What do they say about Baker Mayfield? So let me read them right here. 
Joel Batonio, great offensive lineman on Baker Mayfield. He's going to have this surgery. I think he's going to come back with a vengeance. Okay, one of his friends. J.C. Treader, center, offensive Another lineman. Friend. Great offensive lineman. I love Baker, and he's my guy. I pray that this offseason is good to him, and he gets back to 100% and ready to go. This is Miles Garrett talking about him. In a brief interaction with TMZ Sports Friday night, star defensive end Miles Garrett was asked if he still has confidence in Mayfield. His response, he's my quarterback, Garrett said. He's my guy. When was he this? stuck by us. When was I'm going this? to stick by him. When was this? Let me just read him off. No, when what year? was this? What year was no, that? this was just recent. This was recent. Bro, they have Deshaun Watson. He's That's not the quarterback. But this was probably before they got Deshaun Watson. Okay. Now, this is Nick Chubb. He's had every reason to quit, and he could have rested. He, he could have had surgery week two and not played much this year, but he stuck it out for us, and he fought for us every game, every day. Can you, said read, Nick can you read quotes from other like outsiders that are and this, talking about And this him? is Keenum, Case Keenum. You know, All great, people within the team. These receipts are relevant. No, 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 they are relevant. They're irrelevant. No, ha- wait, how is the teammates' quotes not relevant to what Baker Because they can like say, you bro. as... Exactly. This is Case Keenum. This is what he said. <laughs> Let me read it. I don't care. I did have a front row seat to one of the gutsiest, toughest performance of a quarterback playing in the season that I have ever seen. I think his entire season, he was battling, battling a lot of things. He's one of the toughest guys I know, and he's a fighter. He came to fight every single day and push through a lot of adversity just to get on the field on Sundays. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, and it even grew more. These are Browns teammates talking about Baker and the competitor, the fighting spirit, the leader that he is. And then you guys trying to tell me he's not a leader? This is what his teammates say about him. Bro, his teammates have nothing else to say. He goes to Carolina. Yeah, he's changing the culture there. Cam Newton already did that, King. He didn't. Yeah. Where? He went to a Super Bowl. In 2015. I'm talking about recent, right now. Come on, man. Recent, right now. Cam Newton is you not love as to good bring as up the past with Matt Ryan. Come on now. Stop it. Yeah, so literally the year after Cam Newton we went to the Super it? Bowl. Bro, Baker, like his teammates are gonna say this about him. Like this oh, yeah? isn't surprising. Really? Yes. You think so? He's a leader. He's a leader. You so I want to ask you, Joel. I want to ask you, because you're so hard on Baker. Was him not playing through that torn labor of the entire season not gutsy? Of course. He's tough as hell. I'm not questioning him as a man, as his toughness or grittiness. So you're telling me that's a guy I want as a quarterback. Guy who's going to tough it out. Like you, you bring up these quotes from his teammates. His teammates are going to say these things because he's their teammates. They're not they don't have out, to say it. They're not going to go out there and be like, yeah, Baker, he's he's all right. You know, like we don't hang out much, but he seems okay. They're not going to say that. They're going to stand behind their guy, whether they're right or wrong. Well, they don't have to stand behind behind him either. And the fact that I'm they're sure doing we, so, I'm sure we could find some it. great quotes no, about Sam Darnold on the look, Jets. Bro, I just found a, col- uh, like, a, bro, a quote, bro, a quote about no. Carson Wentz from Michael Pittman. I just see a team guy. He's always ready to help and just do whatever it takes. He's been a great guy and a great teammate. Like Carson all Wentz, coach right? Speak. This is all coach speak. This is what teammates it's, are going to do. Find I don't take like too much. In, the, I don't take consideration <laughs> of that too much. That doesn't do, move me. It we can find quoting what you Darius said. Darius Leonard me. said something really nice about Wentz too. He just said we just have seven quarterbacks and we just stick with one. That's Jacob what Beeson, Darius Leonard said. He's done a tremendous job, whether it's in meetings or in the locker room. He engages guys. Leonard said some nice things about him. Well, that's good, but also we can find a lot of quotes from Eagles players. Bashing his leadership style. We, I'm sure we could find quotes on Baker. You sure find him. Find him. Odell dropped a 10 minute clip bashing Baker Mayfield. 
Exactly. Take that empty sip of water because you need it. Those aren't tips. I mean, those aren't quotes. No, it's facts. What he showed you were facts. You're right. That's film. But guess what? Baker also has. That was his ether. Odell. Odell's dad either. But Baker, Baker also has has a has a dog in his fight because when Odell no got intended. hurt, when Odell got hurt, Baker took his game to a different level. Can we just admit that both guys weren't right for each other? Sometimes it happens in relationships. Sometimes it happens between quarterbacks and it wide shouldn't receivers. Happen. Sometimes it does. It shouldn't. Have. And, it really shouldn't. And but. even though I know that Odell went to the Rams and he was awesome, Amazing. he was great. Thank you. Can we also acknowledge Matthew Stafford's greatness? He's somebody who got Kenny Galladay Rich. paid. That is, that is so unbelievable. No, no, don't He's do not this. Allowed. I've always, I've always loved Matthew allowed. Stafford. I've no, always loved Matthew no. Stafford. Don't oh do that. Don't You're giving do me a headache. There's something with you. Right? I've always loved Matthew Stafford. Always. You quit on him. You turned it back on I him. I questioned it, but and it was a foolish decision. I questioned it, but I, I even love go Matthew as far Stafford. to say stupid. I love That's Matthew how Stafford. Far I would go. I love Matthew Stafford, though. You're, you do a terrible job of showing it. Maybe I do. Maybe you, you guys have some communication issues. You have to work out. But Correct. I definitely love Matthew Stafford. I was extremely high on him going to the Rams. I love that he went there. You were not extremely high. Yes, I was. Extremely high is a, the boldest thing you could say. I was extremely, extremely high, high would have been that you are along with the ride with Joel and I, aka the Ramley, that he was going to win the Super Bowl. But you couldn't trust him in no, the playoffs. And what did he do? Three comeback victories, game-winning drives, I consecutive trust him. games. I couldn't trust him. Don't doubt him. But guess Matty what? Matty Ice, the real Matty Ice. But guess what? But now he's trying to right his wrongs following the other Matty Ice now that he's in a similar situation, so I can respect him. No. But he's on the wrong trail. No, li- listen, listen. I was wrong about Matthew Stafford. There's no doubt about that. But I was never low on Stafford. You were. The difference you between— you two, Enough. I'm not gonna group. I'm gonna group you into the Baker stuff, but I'm gonna. I'm not gonna group you into the Matt Ryan stuff. The difference between you two is that you, Mister, yes. with Matt Ryan, <laughs> not only do you doubt, not only do you doubt, you not only do you doubt what the team can do, you doubt what the quarterback can yes, do. That's what are he's we, are do. you gonna compare Matt that's Ryan and the Colts to Matt Stafford and, with and Baker, the Rams? And then with Baker Mayfield, oh, you two. Rude awakening for you two. No. Is there anything no. on the Colts that's better you. than the Rams? Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Yep. No. That's it. The offensive line is better. No. Yes, it is. Maybe maybe going into this season. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, last yeah, season, okay. no. yeah, yeah I, I agree. Facts. Yeah. The defense is better. Oof. Debatably. Debatably. We could talk. We could talk, but even still, no. Me, personally. I'm just saying. I'm man enough to admit I was wrong about the Super Bowl, which is, I mean, no, no, no. the odds the on that are crazy. The whole postseason. The whole postseason. But I was never low on Stafford as a quarterback. I always knew he was a great quarterback. You chose the you Rams don't think he's a, You don't think Matt Ryan's a great quarterback any, anymore? No, he's not a great quarterback. He is a great quarterback. He's above average Wait, at times. is Kirk Cousins great? No. Ooh, okay. He, he great. Is, he, okay. Semantics right. here. Great? Agreed, agreed. No. Okay, he's, he's, he's good. So he's really good. Yeah, facts. Okay. I'd rather have Kirk than Dak Matt Dak Prescott, great. Really good. Oh wow, wow! You're hurting me. Great, such a I know, I know, strong I know. There's two different tiers. So you have elite, Herbert. great, elite and great, elite, great, good. Elite, great, good. All right, I'm in. I'm, I'm Matt I Ryan is, a, is great. He's good. He's good. No, Matt he's Ryan good. is he's great. He's good. He's good. I'm with you because you don't have Herbert as elite, right? Correct? Or you have Herbert in the elite tier? You have him in the elite tier now. All right, so you have Burrow, Stafford, Russ. 
Lamar. Lamar. You have Lamar the, and I was, great. I was gonna say, oh, we're talking great. Tier. I'm just yeah, saying facts, great. Facts, yes. So you, you don't have, have Lamar in the elite tier. No. Burrow? He's right there. Burrow. No. The elite tier is Herbert, Rogers, Brady, Allen, Mahomes. I love Lamar as much as anyone else, but he's not in that tier right now. Kyler Murray, great. All right, I understand it, which it's is why Kyle I Murray understand. Matt Ryan. Oh my god! Oh my god! Sometimes I think you don't watch football, bro. No, like, that, is facts. Badass, bro. that is fact. Matt Ryan like, being Murray, MVP. Stop. Kyler Murray plays stop. a different type of football. Choose your next bro. words MVP? wisely. Choose your next words wisely. Don't say something foolish. You know I don't like Kyler. I'm not a big fan of Kyler. Yeah, and you're bugging for that. I and don't think so. He'll probably have the same season as Kyler last year. They'll make the playoffs, get bounced in the first round. Well, well they might even make the playoffs. Who? Arizona. I was talking about Colts. Now in the uh, week NFC, they can make the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs. Facts. Three Ooh. wild card spots. The Correct. Cardinals got weaker as a team. Overly, you think? They did. Oh, Chandler Jones. That hurts. But Marcus Golden was solid. I think Come that he's on. not going to he's not going to fully take over Chandler Jones' role. No way. But if JJ was healthy, things get interesting. Their secondary stinks. Their secondary Plus stinks, but they need common. they can they can fix that with the draft. They can draft a corner. They can Bro, draft AJ a DB. Back, if that means AJ Green, eh. yeah, if no. DeAndre's if and DeAndre's they healthy, Kirk. I'm fine. If DeAndre's healthy, you know that's a loss. If yeah. DeAndre's healthy, Rondell Moore now gets a little bit more opportunity. AJ he's Green still on the guy. outside. Like, okay, a gadget guy with with Kyler Murray. Sign he's me gadget up. Guy with four two speed. Sign me up. He got Christian Kirk. Eighty-four million dollars. Oh, for sure he did. No, Christian Kirk. Isn't that crazy? Receiver. Isn't that crazy? He's just a good receiver. Dude. He's the he's the third highest paid wide receiver. Good. Christian Kirk is good. He falls in the good category. Do you? What's the over? Barely and barely. <laughs> Christian Kirk gets a thousand yards with the Jags this season. No way. Okay, I'll take the under on a thousand. I'll take the over. I think he gets a thousand yards this season with the Jags. What do you have? He just missed out. On Trevor has game. to be. Trevor. He had eight ninety four. If right. Trevor is Trevor, it's a good bet. He's making a good bet. There's a lot of weapons there, Loki. No, it's just that he's the only guy there. Which is why oh, it's a good got, bet. They got Marvin Jones. LaVishka. But come on. I feel like they have someone else. They better throw the ball to him if you're ETN's giving him 84. Back. Zay Jones. Gonna, Justin Ross is going to get drafted by them, according to Jay. He's Maybe hoping. He's a top 10 receiver. James Robinson. I'm taking the over on 1,000 by Christian Kirk. Th- there Christian was really this Clemson fan page that said, who's stopping this trio with Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and Justin <laughs> Ross? I said, what am I looking at here? Like, <laughs> Oh my god! What did he break his leg? Right, something Ross? like that. Yeah, not his neck. Oh yes. Yeah, bro. He has a very scary injury uh, concern. Baker Mayfield, just be ready. Good luck, man. Christian his Kirk. neck, spine. Something I, like that. I'm just my early the. We're in April. The so teams, the teams already. Usually, I pick my teams by by here. As, to be honest, uh, the teams on my agenda this season, the Colts, the Panthers, if they get Baker. The Vikings, always riding with Minnesota. Uh, Jets? Of course, the Jets. And the Bills. The Bills are my pick to win the Super Bowl this year. And I'm going to stand on that all year long. My my team's the only two that come to mind. Chargers Bal- also on my agenda. I like the Chargers a lot. The only two that come to mind are Baltimore, teams. Lamar, and, the Bucks. and San Fran. Which Eight teams. Usually you have about five, six teams on your agenda. I had one. Two. No, I, I usually have <laughs> I had two actually. Four. Two definitely. Yeah. It was the Rams and the Dolphins. Facts. And I want to say the Fields and Bears, but they're a mess. Because I have respect for myself. You know what I mean? No, you can have multiple teams in your um you when it gets to eight, nine teams, can we please? So okay, okay. Let's just <laughs> let's just let's just do this real quick. And this is a. Uh, these are the teams that didn't make the playoffs. 
So which of these teams, AFC first, are going to make the playoffs in the AFC that didn't make it? Dolphins, Jets, Browns, Ravens, Colts, Texans, Jags, Chargers, Broncos. Dolphins, Broncos, Chargers. Those are my three. Ravens, Chargers, Broncos. Mine are the Chargers, the Colts. The the Broncos I mean, the Browns are so hard because the Sean thing. Half the, year. But the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. That's what, I mean, excuse me. The Steelers made the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Raiders probably could make the so playoffs. So my two locks right now were Colts and Chargers. Everybody else is a toss up for me because of how stacked the Ravens, those yeah. those three teams for sure for me personally could be playoff teams. Easy. The Ravens are definitely getting it. They were eight and three. And NFC Ravens should. If, if they're healthy, which now you have to question. And can't be the Trent most Mc... hurt team in the year two, two years in a row. And if they get Trent McDuffie. They're going to get a nice player, whatever they take. NFC, Washington, Giants, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit, Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Seahawks. Yikes. Minnesota is the only team that sticks out there. Minnesota and if the Giants I, click. I think there's on average like six teams, I want to say, who make the playoffs after missing it the following year. So Minnesota and like I said, Panthers if they get Baker. It's a really weak NFC. So I'm gonna ride with the Giants, man. Giants. Stupidly. So that's why I said the teams on my agenda: Colts. Giants were number one pick. Teams on my agenda: Colts, Chargers, Panthers if Baker goes, and Minnesota. Dabble, man, he's gonna surprise you. Dabble. But it, but dabble. my Super Bowl picks. Like I'm gonna da- he's gonna dabble with the playoffs. But my Super Bowl picks this year. Bryce Young, number one overall. My Super Bowl picks hey, this year hey, are the Bills and the Bucks. That's my Super Bowl pick. Super Bowl picks. Ooh, Bills okay. and Bucks. Super Bowl. I haven't really made. I haven't thought about it too much yet. You know me. I'm a big Week One guy. Yeah. Okay. Week One. Let's see what happens. Maybe. No, Maybe. I was locked. You were. Oh. Dude, someone actually uh, tweeted at me. Um, that uh, I predicted the Super Bowl in Week Six, but like my take on the the Bengals itself, like it was decent up until I said that their offensive line was improved. Because up until that time, they were playing decent, but then they just the wheels fell off. They were they horrible. lost to the Jets around yeah. that time. Yeah, that's what, and that's when I said coming off a loss against the Jets, they took them lightly. But even still, I'm standing firm. I think the Bengals will go. So the only reason why. Um, I didn't love it was because I obviously said that their offensive line was better when it really wasn't. It was basically the same, yeah. maybe a little bit worse the way it ended up. But I thought it was nice of that, dude. In our mock draft, you had the Packers selecting wide receiver. Two of them. I'm taking two. Two of them. But they signed one in Sammy Watkins. Now, what do you think this does for the Packers wide receiver room? How much do you think it fixes it? So the initial question was, does Sammy Watkins somewhat fix the uh, the Packers wide receiver room? And a short answer, no. Now, you can't have Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard. I'll, I'll respect Aaron Jones since he does have the capabilities of being a receiving back. A.J. Dillon is not much of a receiving back by any means. And Robert Tunyon. As your weapons, and be confident that these guys. What about your boy Randall Cobb? He's old, man. It's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Rogers loves him. He doesn't love production. It is what it is. <laughs> that, so that being said, with the skill positions, the skill players that they have, you can't look at the Packers right now and, and expect them to be contenders for the Super Bowl. 
right now I have them in that third. Maybe if a sleeper team comes out of nowhere, that four, three, four for me personally. I still have the Rams. I have the Bucks over them. I can't look at this receiver room and, and feel anything other than sick to my stomach to a degree. If Alan Lazard is my wide receiver one, I'm I terrified. Am, I'm sick. I am not feeling well. But now you have the chance to right those wrongs with this draft. We tried to 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 help them out with our mock draft earlier in the show, get them two wide receivers. And like I said constantly over and over, if they ended up with Christian Watson and I believe we went Sky Sky Moore, right? With two picks, if I'm the Packers, I'm not happy with that. I'm hoping and praying that an Olave can fall to us, a Traylon Burks can fall to us. Because then I can have some some potential of having a true X Factor wide receiver, potentially two X Factor wide receivers if the board breaks that way. Some mocks have Traylon and Olave falling to the Packers, which would make them right back in the mix of having a solid wide receiver core, especially with Aaron Rodgers and his, abil- and his uh, ability to develop wide receivers. I think that right now, as it stands, no way, no how you can look at this wide receiver room and say, yes, this is good to go. Yeah, I think the fact that this is even a topic, did Sammy Watkins fix the Packers receiving room? It tells you every, tells everything you need to know about the current state of the Packers wide receiver and room. And last thing I'll say is, Sammy Watkins got added to Baltimore. Everyone was throwing a pizza party over it. He did nothing. No. no. Where he had a chance. I mean, we were, or you were at least, were higher on Hollywood than most. For sure. But, like, people thought he could, Sammy, come in and be the wide receiver one. Love Hollywood, man. Um, and he hey. wasn't able to take it away from from Hollywood or even Bateman, Andrews. And even when he was in Kansas City where he was in probably the best offense for three seasons, he never topped 670 yards. But he had big games. Week one. Week one. Week and one. In the Super Bowl, he had a big play. Yep. Rodgers was on board with this move, though. Week one, you could guarantee Sammy Watkins has a big game. I will, <laughs> week one, yes. Sammy Watkins. Week one, Sammy Watkins is out there is with special. untucked Kyrie. Is, yes. Oh, for sure. Game six for plays. sure. Been week one, Sammy place. Watkins is a special wide receiver. Week two through 17, Sammy Watkins, unfortunately, <laughs> is not that top-tier wide receiver that he is in week one. Um, but this just shows how poor the, the wide receiver room is for the Packers. The entire NFC North outside of the Vikings have just uh, a really rough wide receiver core. I love Amon Ra, don't get me wrong, but even still, like DJ Chark's behind him and what, Craig Reynolds, like the, the whole receiving core in the NFC Josh. North, Josh Reynolds is is really – is there anyone named Craig Reynolds? I just make that up. No, I think there is someone named Craig. Is he a baseball player? Dude, he might. That'd Let's be something. See. Might just got lucky there. So what do you think about this wide receiving core hypothetically? Running back. Oh, he's on Detroit. Yeah. Facts. There you go. What do you think about this wide receiving core hypothetically – Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins, and Sky Moore. That's tough. That's what we did. Yeah. I don't, I mean, listen, if you're the Packers, you want the more the merrier. In this NFL, you need weapons. Because you'd have, yeah. Christian Watson has strong upside. You'd have Watson, who has probably the X, 6'3, 4'3 speed. You have Sky Moore, the least separator. Separator? Yeah, separator. Pickens' pride profiles, uh, no, because, I mean, Watson has 10 pounds on Pickens. Like, it's just and George versatile. Pickens. Yeah, George Pickens was a five-star recruit. He went to Georgia, won the SEC. He was pretty damn good his freshman year. He ha- he has a good team. He just wasn't on the field. And the one time he got on the field this past season, a fifty-yard catch against Bama. So like the tape is there. Just he hasn't been able to stay healthy and be able to consistently produce. But the upside is up there, right there with Christian Watson. The Packers also have two second-round picks. They took. Maybe, I mean, they took maybe, Amari Rodgers in the a third Mechie. last year. He didn't really pan out. He was more of a special teams guy than anything. Mechie, maybe you take a shot on, on Jahan if he's there. Yeah, I'm, it's rough. It, it's rough. It's I don't know ideal. why they. I don't know why they waited on receiver so long. Are you ready to say that they're good? 
No. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I, I was gonna you say. Know you know what? Car- yeah. Sammy Watkins. You watch yeah. out for him this season. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm not gonna front. Me too. With Aaron Rodgers, it's not out of the picture. It's not crazy, crazy. But again, it's supposed to be Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is supposed to elevate anyone. Never but they really had took that lead. Two guys in front of him now. Fair. Yeah. Like if he's yeah. the, if he hypothetically is the wide receiver number one, he can have a thousand yard season with Aaron. I would say yes. Is that with the Rams? Or was that the Bills with Tyron? Second. Wow. Year. I think that, was had, Brian, that was with uh, Greg Roman. He had nine hundred yards his first year, a thousand his second year. I think he fell off after that. Oh, he hasn't topped it out. He was supposed to be such a great player. He was a first round pick, number yeah. three overall pick yeah. over Mike Evans he was and Odell. Three? Yes, Damn. over Hopkins. No, I forgot he went. Hopkins wasn't that draft. Yeah, he was. He was in that draft with Mike Evans and, and Odell. He was in the Sammy Watkins draft. DeAndre? Yeah, fourth pick. But yeah, so ridiculous. Ah, sorry. It's either that. Yeah, DeAndre was in that draft. This was the 2014 draft. Maybe you're right because I. Are you sure? I don't know. Let's <laughs> check. I'm better check now. Yeah, we had Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, Odell. Yep. Brandon Cooks looking for Hopkins. Does not look like Hopkins was in this class. What class was Hopkins in? Well, Sammy Watkins was the better wide receiver at Clemson out of Hopkins and him. Hopkins was drafted, oh, never mind. 2013, the year before. 27 overall. Yeah, Watkins was the better wide receiver at Clemson. I mean, there's a reason why Watkins went four overall. He's a freak. Yeah, four is crazy. Four is crazy. Who went three? Now that I'm thinking about it, Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Yeah, Sammy Watkins had 1,400 yards in college. Yo, this was actually the day that views dropped. Yeah, I'm remembering like <laughs> it was so yesterday. Dead. Watkins had 1,400 yards. Views was 2014. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm lying. Oh, shit, was 2016. I'm lying. Facts. 2016 was Wentz. Um, facts. I'm bugging. Watkins went one pick before Cleo Mack. That's rough. Damn, this team was nice. Sammy Watkins, Martavis Bryant, Adam Humphreys. Martavis Bryant. Mike Williams. What could have been? Yo, this draft was crazy. Yeah. Aaron Donald at 13. Facts. Shazier, man. Yeah, just like What could have been? Zach Martin was 16. Okay, yeah, so look at this. Look at this. Calvin Pryor, man. 2011 Clemson Tigers. You guys ready? Sammy Watkins, this was as a freshman. 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins had 978. Five touchdowns as like that was his final year there, I believe. No, that was his second year at Clemson. His final year at Clemson, he had 1,400 yards. Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both of them were freaks in college. Yeah. Watkins was better, supposed to be better, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fourth overall. Hopkins, I mean, fell. He was 27. You know, for someone who ended up being a top three receiver, top one in some years, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. I agree. Now, on to the last topic of so, the real, show. Sorry, real quick. You don't think it uh, changes anything for the Packers and Watkins? Minnesota still in the division. As of right now, Minnesota is my favorite. There's no doubt. I don't hate it. Two new division winners: Minnesota and Indianapolis. I'm in AFC South and I NFC might, North. I might shock you and hop on that bandwagon with you, man. Minnesota. I might. We'll see. Minnesota. I'm low on the Packers. I'm low on the Packers. I know the Minnesota Twins are a good team too. Mm, almost, kid. They're not that great. <laughs> they didn't they recently go to the World Series though? No, no, not them. It's been a minute. No, Minnesota has a great ball player. Byron Buxton. He's, He's amazing. Bro, can't, stay can't stay healthy. Byron Buxton is legit. Yeah. Don't they have a good pitcher? I can't no. think off the top no. of my head. I think I'm I really don't think they else. have much great anything. No. Show Joe Mauer. For real. I Justin saw you Marno? got a, a 99 overall card in the show. Re- Mauer? Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. It's nuts. That is cool. He was fantastic. On to the last topic of the show. We're going to be ranking the three wide receivers that are potentially that potentially want out from their current teams. Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and A.J. Brown. But before we rank them, some breaking news happened. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel is frustrated with the 49ers, and he does not want to be back with them. And so much so that Debo Samuel's brother has commented on the 49ers Facebook account. The It's a fan page on Facebook that... Debo will be asking for a trade from the 49ers. And he said he won't be a 49er. That's all that matters. And Bobby Thompson, who's verified on Twitter, said Debo Samuel has made his stance known. He is frustrated with the 49ers, and it seems he wants to play elsewhere. Keep an eye out for this. The draft is nine days away. Teams have already shown interest in trading for him. That's insane. So it sounds Joe like Douglas. Debo Samuel. Come on now, boys. Come on. Y'all gotta get it done. Y'all gotta get it done. Now, oh, that would be crazy. Now, we'll react to this real quick, then rank these wide receivers. Damn. You got a stomachache? Debo Samuel, his brother just commented on this 49ers Facebook account. Social media, what an age. That Debo won't be back with the Niners. <laughs> Debo Yo. Samuel, I'm talking to you, man. What better team to come than the New York Jets? I know AJ Brown on Twitter was like, he, he liked a, a tweet that said he didn't want to be in New York. Well, guess what? The feeling is mutual here, too, because we go get Debo. Shout out New York Jets fans only. Look what they just put up 15 minutes ago. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. Come on. And, and now, listen, I want to say this. Debo Sam, if you come to the New York, New York Jets, you see this t shirt I have, Zach Wilson is good. Well, I got to get a new one that says Zach Wilson is great. Because <laughs> it's going to be Debo, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Let's double dip at wide receiver. Let's get another big name, maybe Jamison Williams. Let, oh. Let's 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 get stacked at receiver. Oh yeah, now we're talking. Come play with your former defensive coordinator and Robert Sala. Mike LaFleur is here. Zach Wilson, big time year two. Zach Wilson is good, folks. He's good. He's good. And LaFleur is going to use him very similar to Shanahan Hellwood. You know, Correct. they come from that same tree. It wouldn't shock me at all if he's going to get 80 carries so a game. We saw how they use Braxton Burials. You're getting Braxton You're getting Burials. PhD. Literally. Yeah. Debo Samuel. P- P- PDs. That's P- a PhD. Yeah. No, yeah. But he's basically yeah. the doctor. I mean, yeah. he's Debo Samuel, one of the first players ever to play the wide back position. Top five wide receiver year last year. Last year, when I said he's better than DK Metcalf, people called me crazy. I said he was, I'd even take him over AJ Brown. People called me crazy. You saw this season. And with Mike LaFleur, the Jets, Zach Wilson, yeah. Things get electric. Yeah. Well, what do you think he goes for? The second rounder. We have 34 and 38. If you had to go 10, you're not doing it? I don't think we have to. He's young. He is. But One thing I is he has an injury history, which yeah. is why I would favor, but he's young. Going into year four. For sure. I don't think – I think 34 and 38, both of them would get done. Okay. No, I mean, if you think Tay and Tyreek both went for late first. Yeah. I know I know Debo's younger, but I mean – If you had to trade the 23 first, you're not doing it. Oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not 2023. Yeah, we have to – because – Love the Jets. We don't have the best history in terms of a winning. I mean. So yeah, I want to keep that pick if it is. But I mean, if you're tra- if you're trying to trade for a Debo Samuel, you're trying to win now. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think and you, you would have take picks a first four round pick. and ten that could be impact players that come in, and you guys could be really in contention for a final playoff spot if everything goes stay healthy. Correct. Correct. That's the biggest thing because we have not been able to stay healthy for it seems like my entire life. 
since 2015 with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Honestly. I don't disagree, man. Let's rank Damn. these wide receivers Let's do now. It. This is kind of easy. I'm pretty sure we might have all the same list. You might shock me, but go ahead. You go first. You want me to go first? Yep. All right, so at number one, Debo Samuel. Now, a lot of my reasoning behind this is kind of linked to one another. So I have Debo, I have AJ, and I have Terry. Now, my reasoning for having Debo number one, he has the production plus the versatility. As Joel mentioned earlier, he is one of the founders of the wideback position. You have AJ Brown, who has the versatility, but doesn't quite have the production that Debo Samuel has. Last season, Debo put up an unbelievable season, 1,400 yards, eight rushing touchdowns. He was phenomenal. But AJ... He struggled to stay on the field, has over 1,000 yards these past two seasons, but hasn't really had that upper echelon season that we saw from Debo Samuel. And lastly, I have Terry McLaurin, who doesn't have the versatility that these other two have. However, he's still an excellent wide receiver option. He's easily been put in the worst situation out of these three guys. But now he's got Carson Wentz. He gets Carson Wentz as his quarterback. And maybe with an upgrade like Carson Wentz, we start to see him teeter into that top 10 conversation, but he still lacks the versatility, but still does have the intangibles to be a great wide receiver option. Very well said. What's yours? You know, he might have Terry over AJ. That's the curveball for me. I went on this whole spiel about Debo Samuel just now. And it wouldn't feel right if I didn't give you guys the actual list I have because Harry won. I was thinking, I was thinking of changing it up, but I won't do that. No way. Number three is Debo Samuel. He's had one great season. That's insanity. Injury concerns. Dude, what's going on? He benefits. That might be your best take ever. You should stand on that hill. Look, it's not that. Look, it's not that. I don't think Debo's a fantastic player. I think Debo's a fantastic player. Debo, NFL is a year to year basis thing. Okay. It's as simple as that. Am I still taking Debo over DK? Absolutely. This list is off of what these players have done and the situations they've been in. I look at Debo, he's had one great, fantastic season. Injury concerns. He does. The fact that Kyle Shanahan's his offensive coordinator helps him a lot in terms of scheming. If he was with another team, you know, who knows how he gets schemed. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo is not a great quarterback, he's average, and he's the quarterback plays better than anything Terry's had. Barely. And you have a running game that is established in San no Fran. No doubt. A.J. Brown is number two. He's had two 1,000-yard seasons, but he's missed seven games in the past two seasons. His best season, 76.8 yards per game, which is better than everybody's on here. But he did have Arthur Smith as his OC, who I would say he's right behind Shanahan in that if we're listing them. Ryan Tannehill, who had two great years and one of the best running games in football. I look at Terry McLaurin. He has put up. Similar, if not better, production in all these guys, two straight 1K seasons, has only missed one game in the past two seasons, the worst quarterback play out of all these guys, and the drop-off is significant. Worst play caller, worst running game. And in 2021, on contested catches, McLaurin had the highest grade of any receiver and was first in catches with 25. 
He's had eight different starting quarterbacks in three seasons. And this past season, just 62.7% of his targets were catchable, which is the lowest rate of all wide receivers with 100-plus targets this past season. What Terry McLaurin has been able to produce in Washington, despite having no quarterback, despite having a play caller in Scott Turner, who is average at best, a running game that is not great, it's good. Like, they have these gadget guys at Gibson. Like, he's okay. I just look at Terry, and I'm like, what he's been able to do is the most impressive. And if I put all these guys in the similar in a similar situation, a similar situation with a court, like, if all these guys had the chance to play with Aaron Rodgers, I think Terry McLaurin probably has the best season out of all these guys. I think Terry McLaurin, he's been in by far the worst situation, yet his production is similar to all these guys. I can't ignore that. And, yeah, I would love the Jets to get Debo, but if all these three guys were in the open market for trade, Terry McLaurin sounds like he's staying in Washington, and they're going to give him the money. They should. I would want Terry McLaurin one, because even if Zach Wilson isn't good, I know it doesn't matter if he's not good, because McLaurin has proven he could, he could play with any quarterback. For sure. That's why he's my one. That's why he's my one. And I've been high on Terry for a long time, and he's my one with, with these guys. Damn. He's my I, I was not expecting that. I thought maybe you would have had Debo two at least. It was close, but I just can't, you know, one great season. I love Debo. It's close between him and AJ. Best take ever? What? That's his best take ever? It's up there. Well, NFL is a season-to-season take. I'm fine with take that. Two. I am fine with that, but we look at Tyreek Hill in a certain light because he's done it for a long time. But he was with Andy Reid his entire career. He's going to Mike McDaniel now, so we are projecting him to be put in a, in a successful spot because Mike McDaniel is partly responsible for Debo's success to a degree. Obviously, Shanahan gets like probably 75-80% credit. You still got to give some love to McDaniel. Debo is probably going to be put in a situation where, let's say he goes to the Jets. Mike LaFleur... You guys think the world of Michael Floor. Michael Floor started to show some things down the stretch, really start to open up the playbook, be a little bit more smarter with his plays. We saw Braxton Berrios start to see similar looks. Now Debo's going to get those looks. Are we not expecting Debo to be put in a position to be successful also? My point being is we just saw Debo come off 14 touchdowns. Almost, what, 2,000 all-purpose yards? It's close by far and away has been the most successful out of these three. But He's your had point, the best season. But your point of Terry doing with terrible Nothing. weapon, terrible quarterback play is fair. But then is your trajectory of Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. You think, that's you, that's you it. Think, you, think, I knew yes. it. you think Terry could be a top it. three receiver? That's, that's the I only, do. That's I've, the only thing I've you said it multiple times on the show. I think he can have a top five receiving season. That's the only... As soon as he's saying what he's saying, the only thing that was in my mind is DeAndre Hopkins. 40% and, of his targets are uncatchable. That's ridiculous. He's amazing. I, I I'm not saying it. he's not... I'm not saying he's DeAndre. Like, that's just... That's strong. But that's the thinking that Terry McLaurin's fans have, which is justifiable given his quarterback play and his success. Do you think, who would you rather have, Terry or Jalen Waddle? 
talking to the wrong person. I like I like Jalen Waddle's versatility. Well, Jalen Waddle just did that with a quarterback that's not good. Because like I love Terry, but that's a discussion for me. I agree. Just broke the record for rookie. But Terry came for you. Yeah, Terry's third. Okay. But can Jalen Waddle not have a top five receiving season? Is he not capable of being a top five receiver in the league? He has an upside. Can Waddle be a top five receiver? That's what you said. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Just because when I'm thinking like the top five, three, five guys, you got Jettas, Chase. I'm going to be honest. This is a hot take. I think that Jalen Waddle has a better season than Tyreek Hill next year. So wait, you're saying McLaurin can be a top what receiver in the league? It's a top three. Jalen Waddle? No, McLaurin, top three. He can have a top five receiving season. And these these things change. Like Stephon Diggs had a top five receiving season, top three. But he was still top seven at worst. But yeah, he fell out the top five, though. Okay, but we're talking That's seven. What I'm saying. We're That's talking what I'm saying. seven. Like, what's Debo, Debo going to fall off like to? What, if, I mean, Debo has a history of injury. If he gets hurt last year, he but gets so hurt. so does AJ. I know. That's why they're two and three for me. I, Terry, I and can And I want to say on. it was only his second year so Debo injured, got hurt. He played 15, I, I want to say, his first did. season. He did. And he had almost 900 yards. Yeah, yeah. for rookies, fantastic. But he also was hurt this and past season, he still season had three too. rushing touchdowns. He didn't Debo? miss... Debo didn't miss games, but there were multiple games where he was... Up. He was hobbled. He played through it. Yeah. But he was hobbled, and if you knew he wasn't playing for a contract, he probably does sit out for that. I mean, we saw it against that... that that Excuse me. The game against the Cowboys, where he's visibly shaking up, and even still, he gets the last touch of the offensive possession. Fantastic. And gets yeah. the first down. He did that. He willed that off. That rush, that you know what? I changed. I changed my list. McLaurin's one for me, but Debo's two. AJ's three. AJ is three. I don't hate the Terry take. I actually really Look, love I it. Love Terry. I love Terry. I don't him. see. I don't see top three. In but the DeAndre. That's where I really have issues. Like where, it's I difficult. love Terry. Is, is Carson? What like who does he have to be paired with to have a top three season? Is it Wentz? With like Wentz is I by far his best quarterback. I wouldn't rule it out with Wentz. It's not crazy. He will definitely have so a top who's falling out the top three. Season. I'm not saying top three. I'm saying that he can get. I said top ten conversation. Oh, he's okay. going as far to say top three. We, we have a, a clear difference yeah, in opinions. So who here. do you think Chase Jetta's Tay? Who falls out or throw Cup in there? Like who falls out? I, it's just because Terry could be great, and you could also realize look, I, like there's look, just better receivers. Tough. I think he can. He can have a better season than Stephon Diggs. Can he have a better season than healthy DeAndre Hopkins? No, not this. No, no. Really? No. No. A healthy DeAndre? No. Even he can he have a better season. He wasn't than, doing much in yardage. Touchdowns were touchdowns crazy. Touchdowns were nuts, yes. Were touchdowns can, were crazy. Look, but I, touchdowns I change year to year more You're than asking yards. the wrong person because I don't trust Carson Wentz. So even though he's the best quarterback he's played with, like, but it's different when you say, Carson oh, if, if Terry got Aaron Rodgers, he could be a top five receiver. So then about well, look, if, if how long Terry was with If Terry was with Tannehill, if Terry was with Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan's offense, yeah. How long it. into Terry's career are we going to keep saying that he has this top three potential then if he's not going to get the quarterback going into year four, right? Yeah. Year four? Year four. I'll say this. If this year it doesn't happen, I'll I'll put my I'll put my foot off the brake. I mean I'll put I'll put my foot off the pedal a little bit. Yeah. If it doesn't happen this year with Wentz. But until I have to see it this year with Wentz. Because Wentz is a top eighteen quarterback. Yeah. That's what if Terry's really like that, I think he could make it happen with he should he is he is, he is, he is like that for sure. He easily will. I think Terry's gonna have a great season this year for sure. Terry's the best out of him, Deontay DJ Moore. Terry, Deontay, DJ Moore. I feel like conversation. Like I would probably put guys. Terry, I'd probably go Deontay DJ Moore. DJ Moore is it, it's Terry, DJ, and Deontay's the one that's left out. All three of those guys are are close. They're all like Deontay yeah. and DJ are I mean, that's interchangeable. The, that, but, that right there is the battle of the bad quarterbacks. All those three guys. Easily. Yeah. Easily. So let's rank them right now. 
So Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, and Deontay Johnson rank them one, two, three. Very firm. Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore. I agree. You think so? So I have the same that same, same exact same list. list. I have Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, and Deontay Johnson. I, I don't. I just don't know how you can put Deontay over DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin. I just don't. Right I don't now, know. we just have him over DJ. DJ Moore, I feel like in terms of physical profile, provides more than McLaurin, and I think him over McLaurin is an argument. DJ DJ, DJ Moore is DJ one of those Moore's guys that so if DJ, he gets a quarterback, so can he DJ can, Moore be a top three receiver in the NFL? He can have a top five receiving season with a, with a great quarterback. Yes, no doubt about it. DJ Moore is a stud. DJ he Moore is really is like good, that. but you're saying McLaurin can be a top three. DJ Moore. How can many do, receivers can have a top five season at this point? DJ Moore can have. A I similar, mean, Cooper Cup came in and, and he did in 2019 too, though. DJ Moore, top five. Damn close. He was. He was damn close. I agree. DJ Moore can have a similar. He can do similar things to Debo. He can. He's not the, the. He's not as physical. He's not the physical runner Debo is, but he can carry the ball. For sure. He can do those things. For sure. He can do those things. He's a beast. Um, I'll, I'll just give my list real quick. I, I had, think a lot of players can have top five receivers. Yeah, that's why we're like we went. I mean, this it list changes so every year. I don't think it ever is the same every year. It changes every year. Yeah, because I don't think anyone's expecting Chase to have a top five season year one. Same thing with Jed is. Devontae Adams has been super consistent. Hop. DeAndre has been super consistent. Jed is will be in the top three discussion for a minimum of six yeah. seasons. It's probably more we're forgetting. Name your list. Then I'll do um, this. At three, I had Terry. I think all, first of all, I think all these guys are tremendous. So if you have Terry one, two, or three, I'm not going to argue with you too much. Um, I have Terry at three just because I think out of all these guys, he could probably do the least in terms of after the catch, even though he's probably the best route runner out of all these guys. Easy. At two, I have Debo Samuel. Um, he's probably the most versatile out of the three. He could handle the ball. He's physical. He could, he's fast. I mean, he's basically everything you want when it comes to this wide back position. But number one, I've been I'm a huge AJ Brown fan. I think if you put him in a system that focuses him as the offense, like with Debo, where he's the primary focus when it's not Derrick Henry, like how it currently is on Tennessee, it wouldn't shock me at all if he put up a very similar season to Debo. I don't think he has. I think he could run the ball, not as good as Debo. I think Debo is a one of one when it comes mm-hmm. to that. But in terms of receiving, being an overall receiver, I think he has higher upside than Debo. And plus, the take last year was Debo over DK. Yeah, wasn't any of these guys. I know. I think but that all was these the, guys are better a, than DK. That was a crazy hot take at the time because DK was coming off twelve touchdowns, like yeah, uh, over a thousand yards, like a ridiculous. Yeah, season. DK was in that that border conversation of top what top Five. seven? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but in, in terms of like skills, because he had the size. Like in terms of skills, McLaurin, Debo, and AJ to me were always over him. But look, look at this. Okay, this is from 2015. Top five, Julio, A.B., Hopkins, Brandon Marshall, Odell. 2015 is a while ago. Yeah. 2016, it was... Still Julio, I'm sure. Still Hop, I'm sure. Odell. T.Y. Hilton led the league that year. Julio Jones, Odell, Mike Evans, A.B. So four of the same people. Oh, 2016, yeah, that was the one year Hop was off. That was his one bad year. Yeah, and six was Jordy Nelson. Um, 2017... Let me see it right here. A.B. A.B., Julio, Keenan Allen, Hopkins, Thielen. So three now? Yeah, so two receivers on average make that make the top five every year. Uh, two new ones. 2018, it was Julio, Hopkins, Evans, Hill, Juju. A.B. was six? A.B. was actually um, 11th. Was yeah. that was that AB's the last year in Pittsburgh, where he had didn't he have fifteen touchdowns? Do you have his stat line right there? 
Yeah, yeah let I, me think look. He, I think he did. He had 15 touchdowns. Yeah. And he was yeah. 11th? Like, what? Well, we're looking at yards. I'm sorry. How many yards did I'm he have? I'm looking at yards. Yeah. 11? Uh, he had... <coughs> he had almost 1,300. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was another year. So then 2019, it was... Michael Thomas, Julio, Godwin, Kelsey, Devontae Parker, and Keenan Allen. We haven't heard Devontae Adams' name yet. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm sure we might hear him in 2020. Yeah. And 2020, Stephon led the league. Just receivers, Stephon, Hopkins, Jefferson, Adams, Ridley. So, on average, two to three receivers, there is a change in the top five receiving seasons in terms of yardage. You know, in terms of yardage, because this is like the complete season. But in terms of yardage, there's a change every if single. If AJ year. could stay healthy, he and then this year discussion. was it was Cup and Debo new. Yeah. yeah, Cup and Debo were new. So and tra- Chase and Chase, facts. Who's a, who's a rookie was just insane. Yeah, 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 yeah facts. I said the year before. So that's gonna do it for episode 173 of the Pick Aside Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Buy merch at pickasidepodcast.com. Have a lot of different colors on hoodies and T-shirts. Thank you for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time. Go Celtics. This is Andy Herman from the Pack-A-Day Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if we worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com bluewire. That's wefunder.com bluewire.